and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. And my head thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. He would have to two v one like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to reach you. Like, oh, <laughs> see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello, and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and yes, we got more news, we got more trick jumps, and we have yet another interview with one of the top players in Europe this time, which is great to see. So, of course, we just had Face It last weekend. Hopefully, you guys got a chance to check that out, taking place in the Wembley Stadium, a pretty awesome event to behold. We're going to talk a little bit about that event going into the interview later, but we also have some great giveaways to talk about today also. We have the Grassroots skin, as always, guys, exclamation mark, Grassroots, in in the chat you get your your chance to win the grassroots skin we have that every single episode so you can come back if you don't get it this time we also are going to announce the winners of the hotel sweepstakes contest remember one team got a chance to win two hotel rooms for their squad and they, they basically get free uh, free pass they can you know they can chill the whole weekend for free there so that's a great uh, competition that we're going to announce the winners for at the very end of this this interview as well so stick around for that before we get into the the interview let's find out our news though with uh maddie rums from dubcombo.com how's it going maddie maddie you muted yourself you, you're, you're on there your own go. rules there we go we're all we're all scrambling here we got 10 seconds remember we got to mute your bikes yeah then you muted yourself what's up maddie how you doing good what's going on uh, not much, not much. Always, always the, uh, the intro, I'm like trying to figure out what I got to say. And then, uh, and then as it goes, you get more comfortable and, and here we go. We got the news yeah, now. We've got, uh, MCC Vinny development update. What's this? Yeah. So I guess, uh, since Postum was catching a lot of flack about the last development update for Reach and MCC, mm. uh, he's posting like mini updates. If you follow him on Twitter, he's been like keeping up to date almost every day. Awesome. But uh, he posted a mini update based off of the last development update and the blocking bugs that we mentioned last time that were blocking it from passing ring two, I believe, have been fixed. So any the problems that were preventing it from moving on were fixed, and uh, they're making progress. That's for the firefight flight. Which is, fire, yeah, fire which flight. is. <laughs> the firefly, yeah. yeah, which is what I care to hear. I mean, I, I don't really know what any of that means, the blocking bugs and passing ring two, which sounds like a call out on the map refuge. But yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, as long as they're making progress and the fact that they have somebody giving mini development updates is, is something to keep us satiated, to like keep us going. So that's nice to see. Hopefully they can continue, you know, on that trajectory. We can get this game sooner rather than later, because a lot of people are just posting on Twitter saying like they shouldn't have talked about it as early as they did because yeah. we still, we're still not seeing it and we thought we'd be seeing it by now. So good to see that there's updates. Uh, what's this current spec thing you've got under here? You've got these. Yeah. So he also included in the, the post that they're, even though the firefight flight hasn't been put out yet, they're also making progress on the following flight, which is the PVP yeah. flight. So he said currently uh, what they're scheduling to be in that flight is uh, social matches, 2v2 Slayer, 4v4 Slayer, Action Sack, 8v8, mm -hmm. Slayer, Flag Bomb, Zone Control, Asset Denial. So he just released some of that. And then for competitive, we're going to have Team Hardcore Slayer and Capture the Flag on the Countdown and Zealot maps. Yeah. Zealot. And then uh, Invasion on Breakpoint. So okay. just a little, little bit of foresight. 
They put invasion under the competitive heading? Yeah. Well, I think because it's going to be ranked. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, for all we know, you know, what he, it's just tentatively scheduled. It could change. Yeah. It's just something for us to, to play and try out. And uh, so we're going to be all over the competitive uh, team hardcore for sure. But um, we also have the draft league uh, announcement as well. So we're going to move on into some of our uh, upcoming events here. Let's kick it off with draft league. Yeah, they announced their autumn season. So they're changing it up a little bit. Uh, they're having a new league that they're calling the Premier League. And it's only going to be eight teams, but it's teams that have been preformed, you know, okay. going in. So players pick their teams, they can sign up. Uh, they're playing for 10 weeks on Thursdays and Saturdays. It's $25 a team, and they're going to have a $500 prize pool, which is new. Usually before they didn't have money. Right. But then they're also going to have the regular draft league, but it'll only be made up of eight teams and five players on each. They're going to play for eight weeks on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, $200 prize pool, and uh, you can register register for it on September 9th. Yeah. So, I mean, awesome work from Halo Draft League. Like you said, they weren't offering money previously, so now they're actually having some prize pools here. They've got a great schedule going forward with the events as well. I know a lot of people tuned in for the very end of the last like Draft League season. People are excited to get back into it. I know like top players like Dinoxide, uh, you know, some of the, the H5 people who have been grinding might actually be jumping into here as well, which would make it pretty exciting. So something to keep tabs on uh, and great that they're still doing this. It's it's nice that we still at least have some sort of a, an observer mode for that game, because that's my yeah. biggest issue with Halo 3 is I, I wish we could have something like this, these online events, and then you can cast them and you can grow a bit of a community around them with Halo 3. But for now, we'll stick with what we got. Uh, Live.halo.gg just got announced, and I love this website. Tell me about this. Yeah, so it's an extension of uh, the Halo eSports site, Halo.gg. Mm. Uh, on it, you can view Grassroot Partners live streams and also uh, check out their their VODs video on demand. They also said that when, if I guess if there's no one streaming or there's a community content tab, I believe, yep. they're also uh, going to highlight YouTube content from Grassroot Partners as well as other uh, content creators, which is yeah. cool. So it gets them... Uh, Brand recognition to some other people, which they are already highlighting. So you can actually you can click the content creator tab right off the home page. The opening page will show the live stream, and then right underneath you click content creation, and you get all like everybody's YouTube videos basically, and they organize it by category. The up your game category is like ninety nine percent or not ninety nine. Most of it is my stuff right now. So mm -hmm. basically, guys, get like where your up your game videos. I'm the only one who's making uh, <laughs> tutorial videos in Halo right now. Come on. Uh, no, but there's some great stuff on there, all the gameplay. You can see everybody's content on the uh, the website, which is good to see. We have the Halo Classic Handbook as well. Yeah, UGC, <laughs> excuse me, uh, UGC announced or released the handbook on their uh, Twitter. It's got all the information you need from uh, about the Halo Classic in Atlantic City. It has the event schedule, as travel information, stream times, stream uh, links. I think there's going to be six streams. Okay. And uh, player code of conduct and some more stuff. But you can read the whole thing over at, uh, at UGC events on Twitter. Awesome. So you can keep up with Halo Classic, which is coming very soon now, just a couple yes, of weeks. Few weeks. Flying by. Uh, the talent has been announced. I'm not sure if it's everybody yet, but quite a lot of talent. Yeah, it's been a lot since yeah. last week. Uh, yeah, so commentators we have Elamite, Trooper, Bravo, Spaceman, Trooper, and Golden Boy. Right. Uh, Analysts, we also have Elon Mike doing double duty 
and uh, it should know, be Clutch. You don't yeah, have but, well, we already announced Clutch. Oh, okay. So this These is are, this is since last, the last week. week. Yeah. Okay, since right. yeah. So Ilmite will be analyzing as well as yourself. Yep. Uh, observing will be Heinz, and our stage host will be Fallout. Yeah, which I I can't wait for. It's going to be so much fun, yeah. man. I I just can't wait to be back on the desk uh, and and just to be surrounded by all of it again. So it's going to be great. Hopefully, I get to commentate something too. I'm not really sure how that's going to go down, but excited to have a role here. Um, and yeah, dude, just a couple weeks away. Um, we also have Lux Gaming with a Halo Classic roster. So speaking of uh, Halo Classic coming up, we got a new roster coming in from Lux. Yeah, it's a little bit of a surprise to me because it's made up of uh, Gilkey, Ryanoob, Goofy, and Gabriel. Hmm. So uh, I'm guessing Gabriel's feeling better because he had previously announced that he wasn't going to go because of his arthritis. Right. So uh, I guess he feels better. I mean, it's, it's cool to see that they're still on org, you know, putting in the time. Yeah, something with that issue is I feel like it's it's always going to bother him, but if he's, you know, taking breaks and he's stretching and he's kind of working around it, he should hopefully be able to right. be in a condition where he's he's healed enough to compete for the tournament. So I, I assume if he just, I mean, I don't really know the issue 100%, but hopefully yeah. if he takes care of himself, then he's uh, he's going to be in good standing uh, come September. We also have the file share migration reminder, guys. We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. You can send you can put your your clips, your your game types into the file share in Halo 3 on your Xbox 360. They will take them and port them over to MCC on PC. Yeah, so game types were copied over on the 12th, but next Monday, August 26th, will be all the user-generated maps. And again, that's maps from Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4. Nice. So anything that's on your file share will be copied over automatically, and we'll be able to access it once it's released on PC. So for everybody who misses those uh, good old days of custom games, you can relive those experiences day one, hopefully, uh, when everything kicks off on PC. Uh, the Beachland has uh, some tournament results as well. we got a, a couple tournament results here. Yeah, first place was Patch and Legend. So, of course. Uh, re they reclaimed the throne. Now, now uh, I understand. When I look at it, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I know these guys. I, this is the expected winners, and then John, yeah. Jones and McDick, right? Yeah, Jones and McDick <laughs> took second. Third place was Doughboy and Reepachu. Mm, nice. We also yeah, it was interesting because Jones and McDick, Patch and Legend were the champions. Jones and McDick took them out last year. Right. And now Patch and Legend reclaimed it. Right. Right. So, sure, there's a lot of trash talk going on. I'm sure. <laughs> we also have Blam Gaming, uh, Halo series. Yeah, their preliminary one took place. Uh, first place was Pyretic and Demons. Second was Scariotic and Critty. And third place was Guitar Hero Dude and Gold Star BR. Nice. Now, of course, the event that everybody was hopefully watching over the weekend, Face It, Ignite, has its results as well. Yeah, I was up at 5 a.m. <laughs> so it like, started at 5 a.m., right? That was the biggest I'm on East Coast time, but yeah, right. I, was, I was up then. Yeah, man. It's like I, I'm looking forward to the event, and then I forget, dude, it's in Europe. So, of course, it's not going to take place during, like, normal times for, for events, at least where I'm at. Mm -hmm. uh, so it finished by, like, 2.30 p.m. It's over, and this is like, you know, some people are just waking up a couple hours before that. So a little unfortunate timing-wise, but what do we got for results here? Uh, first place went to Tox Gaming, which was Snakebite, APG, Ace, and Snipedown. Mm -hmm. uh, Royal 2 and Lethal couldn't make it, so Ace and Snipedown were picked up. Pretty good Second swap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, second place was RBL Esports, Respectful, Moe's, Snipe Drone, and Hollers. Yep. And then third place went to Mazer Gaming, Flames, Havoc, Snakey, and Fusion. Yeah, so really great event overall. Uh, Talks was kind of just running through. 
everybody they went up against. And we were thinking yeah. it was going to continue in grand finals, but thankfully grand finals had some contention. It, it went back and forth yeah. for a while. It was, exciting, yeah. close. it was actually an exciting grand final. So it was nice to see that, that things picked up at the end, but man, Hawks was just like plowing through the opposition for a bit there. So, uh, Really, really cool to see, but yeah, great to see some contention in the final match. Uh, we have some upcoming tournaments now. Yeah, Saturday is pretty stacked. Uh, Saturday, August 24th, uh, if you're in Ames or near Ames, Iowa, there's the Midwest Esports Halo 3 2v2 at the Next Level Expo. Uh, if you're in Toronto, Canada, you have GT Halo's Body Count Halo 5 2v2 at Landlord Center. Yep. Yeah. Next weekend, this weekend. Uh, sorry, this Saturday, the 24th, yeah. which is, yeah, yeah. And then uh, online, we have the SWAT Nation Bears Don't SWAT $1,000 Halo 5 4v4. Wow, okay. I believe they just picked the teams for it because I think they were drafted. Nice. And then uh, we also have the final Halo Classic qualifier on Saturday. On okay. Sunday, August 25th, we have uh, the Female Pro League Halo 5 4v4. Right, which is the the one thousand dollar one you just spoke of, or is that something else? No, the SWAT Nation is thousand dollar. SWAT Nation. Oh, sorry. And then female pro league is, yeah, is female separate. pro league. I believe is two hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, so many different you know local events happening, ways to earn money to continue to compete, even if you're not going to the big ones, and you're kind of just waiting around for you know Halo Infinite and uh, MCC PC. There's still stuff to do, and and it's still Halo to play. So, Maddie, thank you so much for the updates. Of course, guys, if you want more information on this, you can go to NewCombo.com. He's got all of this on his website in organized fashion. And uh, thank you for joining me once again. I'll see you again next week. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you next week. No problem. All right, that closes our news. Let's take a look at our trick jump for the week, see what uh, Clearly Me has cooking. What's up, Clearly? What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, you've been – so we talked about your speed running. Now apparently mm -hmm. you hit the world record for your Halo 2 speed running. How you been, yeah. man? You've been uh, throwing <laughs> up some great clips on Twitter recently. I've been good, man. Um, yeah, that Halo 2 speed run was a grind, man. I I have about maybe eight, eight or 900 attempts. Oh my god! To get that to get that time, yeah, man, uh -huh. that was intense. Um, but I topped out the leaderboard at 48 seconds wow. for that mission on Legendary. If you guys haven't seen it, I recommend checking out MCC Trick Jumps on Twitter. And then you've got so you're using sticky nades to launch yourself over like a mountain, uh, yeah. and that's just kind of part of it. But just the the launch that you get off those nades is pretty incredible. And then I guess knowing the specific spots to land, I'm assuming if you're just a couple like millimeters, I don't know how close it has to be, but you'll you'll miss it or you'll die or whatever. Yeah. There's a there's a ton of spots on that mountain where you can't physically stand. Right. There's a very few spots where you can, and um, you have to make sure you hit it with the right momentum, or else it's it'll slide you off. Or I don't know how you figure that stuff out. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's the timing, man. Is every little movement that I do in that 48 second run is completely uh, premeditated and right. precise, yeah. and I don't know how anybody could optimize it faster than that. I don't I don't know. That's what they say. Uh, just give them a couple months, and we'll we'll see what happens. Somebody's gonna well, turn the game upside down. If somebody does, man, then I'm gonna have to go back at it again. Yeah, I'll get well, to get, keep that number one spot. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, you've got some more sick jumps for me. What do we got this week? Mm -hmm. um, I got a icicle jump on narrows, and I actually have a little clip and matchmaking. Uh, nothing crazy, but I jump off the icicle here, get up here, and I have this guy walking around that obviously has no idea. Where the hell I am, and I back smack them there. Um, the icicles on this map they do not regenerate, 
they only spawn once. So yeah, once one you shot. Use them, that's it. They only they tend to fall better when you're using single shot weapons. Um, you can use a BR, but you have to kind of spread your BR shots, make sure only one bullet hits it, or else the icicle explodes. Oh wow! So preferably, you have to use a sniper or a magnum. In this case, I used a magnum and got up into that little, you know, nook up there that nobody tends to look at uh-huh. and use it to my advantage. But um, the timing is actually fairly easy with this one. If you do get it down, it's awkward at first. But once you uh, take a couple stabs at shooting and jumping at it, um, you gain a lot of knowledge on how the icicle falls, when you should jump, and it's really easy. What do you think of this as like a, a movement concept, like the uh, the ability to shoot down specific structures that you can then jump off of? I think that that creates a interesting skill gap because it's it's mm-hmm. difficult to do a maneuver like this. Like you said, you only get the one chance. There's only one icicle there. Uh, can they have objects like this in future Halo games uh, that you can you know interact with in such a way? I feel like that might. I, I would sure hope so, man. Because yeah, um, this is the type of stuff I live to do. And um, I hope Halo Infinite does have uh, some stuff like that to offer for me. Because, yeah, like a really cool and unique way. And that's done without any fancy abilities. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, providing an advantage in, in the movement category. So really interesting. And I wonder if they can do something like that. Um, but I, I love it, man. Hopefully somebody can try to apply this in a competitive match. You said with the BR, it's kind of hard to, to get it done. you got to, like, swipe it properly, hit one. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, BR is three shots. So mm-hmm. if you... if Sometimes when you hit it with two of the three, um, the icicle won't explode, but in most cases and not, it will. So you have to kind of spread your BR across the icicle to try to make sure only one bullet from the BR hits it. Damn. So it makes it a lot more difficult. It's a surgical procedure. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you got it done. You guys have seen it here. And if you want to figure out how to do it, there's more places that you can join the trick jumping community. Uh, where can they go? Um, so if you want to see all my... Uh, trick jumping tutorials, clips, content in general. Um, I'm going to be at youtube.com slash MCC Trick Jumps and Twitter at MCC Trick Jumps. Um, I also recently started streaming and I'm doing nice. um, live tutorials, things of that nature, so stay tuned for that. Perfect. I also have a dedicated Discord server completely made for the trick jumping community, which I will link in uh, Twitch after my segment is over and also on Mixer. Um, so there we have a um, kind of a, cha- a set of challenges that you can do um, and build up your trick jumping expertise and right. a lot of other OG players that you can speak to and ask questions with uh, along with me. So a uh, uh-huh. good place to be if this is the type of stuff that interests you. Hell yeah. It's a great way to level up your game, guys. So make sure to check that out if you want to get into trick jumping. Clearly, thank you so much for joining me once again and looking forward to seeing what you got next week. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, and that's it for our news and our trick jump of today's show. I'm excited to bring on our guest for today's interview. He's one of the top players in Europe currently. Welcome, respectful, to the live stream. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Nice to see you, dude. How how are you feeling right now? Are you happy kind of coming back? Like, you must be relaxed now, but you're second place for the event. I know you wanted first, but, but how do you feel kind of coming off of Face It right now? Uh, Coming off Face It, you know... I'm not really happy about getting second place. Obviously, nobody wants to be runners-up kind of thing, but right, right. Um, I feel like we could have closed some of the games out and probably taken Tox to the second best of seven, and I don't know what would have happened there. But, you know, I'm, I can't be too disappointed 
with the way we played, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I wish we could have done better. So I'm kind of in like a, a kind of neutral state at the moment. So not bad, not good. You know, it's it's just a kind of a neutral. Yeah, I feel like you put yourself in this this spot where you're like definitively, at least to, from what I saw, you guys were the best European team there. You know what I mean? You beat all the local competition. The the big boss was was talks, and I, I assume that's what the big boss was even from the get go. But like, I think hopefully in your mind you're like okay the worst placing i want is second and the best i could do is to win it so you're like all right i i at least achieved that you know hurdle but i still didn't get the the ultimate ultimate goal ultimate sure. victory. yeah man um so we got a lot of halo to talk about i'd like to go all the way back to the beginning of your career as well and just figure out how you got into it all but what i also love to do is just kind of get to know you a little and talk about some utter nonsense for about like 10 minutes or so uh That's so I, yeah so i i looked at your twitter uh, the very first thing I noticed on your Twitter that that raised some questions was your banner is a samurai sword, which is uh, what's this all about? Are you? I mean, um, I, you know, you're gonna really know the story behind this. I was just kind of googling because uh, before uh, I changed that header, obviously I was on straight ripping at the time. Right. So we had the you know the straight ripping header like Brandon Stone's respectful like play for straight ripping, uh-huh. and I've always kind of been into like Japanese culture sort of thing. And I just can't, I just really like samurai swords. I I want one for myself. Like I don't know why, but I, I just think they're cool. No, they're obviously, badass. Obviously, back on uh, Halo 3, 360, like I used to have the katana on my right, Spartan yes. kind of thing, yes. running around. I've just really liked them. So um, it's it's not too deep, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just into them. I think they're cool. I think it's a they're a piece of art, really. Yeah, definitely. Like you just put them up on the wall and uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which makes me also think, how have they not recreated Hayabusa? Did they not make, they never made an armor that had a sword on the back since that, that one in Halo 3, did they? No, and that's quite sad, actually, because like, you that's could be running the, around on, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I was saying, like, that's that's like the best, like, everybody loves that armor. I'm pretty sure that's, like, definitively, like, the favorite yeah, Halo. Yeah, the way to get it, do you remember, you had to get, was it all 49 achievements, the original 49 achievements on the... Uh, oh. God. Halo 3, 360, so... There's, like, the that Zero Gamers Core ones, too, that was, yeah, like, that ridiculous. Was yeah. Yeah, man, so they... I can't believe they didn't bring that back. That that would be a great... Uh, if you want to get the fans on board, make a Halo Infinite Hayabusa armor with the actual, like, sword yeah, on the back. Sure. I think that'd be badass. Um, so the other thing I got to talk about uh, that... It's not a Halo question as well, but, man, your hairstyle, we got to talk about it, because you got to be one of the... <laughs> most stylish halo pros out of all the pros like your hairstyle is the most unique but it also it went through a transition so let's take a look at where it began because i have a photo here here it was back this is like 2016 2015 2016 yeah i'm getting like uh maybe you listen to like some metal or punk music maybe like kind of like a scene kid vibe definitely for sure yeah Yeah. Yeah. i've always been about them vibes so i'm kind of like uh i listen to my scene stuff still but then i've got a complete other side of me like i'll go like hard hip-hop and then I'll go from that to some, like, absolute just jazz, you know. I've okay. got music for, for every kind of, like, mood I'm in, every way I feel, like, every day. I need it specific to, like, how I'm feeling that day. But I definitely like to change it up. I feel like your hair is a good, like, example of that. Like, it kind of started as, like, the scene cake thing. But then you kind of, you, you gained some flavor as you got older. And now now it's, like, wavy. You got some curls yeah. in it. How, how do you do it? How do you put it together? Is it just like that? Or... I'm just no, it's a very special cut, right? It's it's definitely not like that. So um, I kind of I've got a hairdryer, you know, the little j- diffuser that you have on the hairdryers, uh, the little okay. attachment that goes on the end. So 
I'll dry my hair with that, and that'll add like more kills, waves, and texture. And then I have all these kind of like um, products I'll put in, so like curl cream and stuff like that. And it just yeah. adds like, because my hair's actually naturally really straight, as you can see in that photo, is is really straight. And I was just bored of it, you know. I was like, I want to jazz things up a bit, like add some like crazy stuff. So I started doing that, and probably. I've been doing that since what 2017 now, so that's a good like two years. I've been like just experimenting and just doing crazy things. Damn, yeah, I had to know. I feel like a, a lot of people yeah. ask that question, like, yo, like respectful has that that one unique hairstyle. For me though, I I can't get rid of the curls. Like my hair is always yeah. curled. I had to do the opposite. I have to like I had a phase like two years ago where I always straighten my hair and really? I would take like, the blow dryer and the hairbrush and I would have to like bring it would take me like another 10 15 minutes and eventually i was just like screw it man i'm, I'm a curly haired guy like just let it be <laughs> so it's like polar opposites right so you wanted yeah. your hair straight i wanted my hair curly right it's exactly. like the grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing right <laughs> that's like, exactly what it is yeah. yeah um so all in other news on your twitter you also uh you're convinced that humans are all npcs what's this tweet so, so I, i'm convinced most humans in public are just npcs <laughs> What is this all about? Uh, so I'm just I'm just kind of like out uh, shopping, you know, like just in the store, just getting some groceries, like some food to cook for the day, kind of thing. And, okay. I, and I just feel like some human beings are, are exactly the same. So like their behavior is like replicated. So like for instance, uh, one guy will be doing the exact same thing as a completely like random guy the next day. So you know like on GTA, GTA like the uh, right. the NPCs like yo bro like what's up bro like on uh, on the street and then like you'll get that same line of dialogue like ten minutes later down the street right. again. Yeah. So and that's what like life is like being encapsulated <laughs> to me at the moment. So I'm just like nah, I'm in some simulation or something like this isn't real. Like I think you're onto something, man. I have you ever I'm seen like, a, Have you ever seen the Truman Show? Before? Yeah, I love that film. Yeah, I, I think film. I think you're living life in in like a dome, oh, and dude, people are going through the same actions over yeah, and over. You start to see patterns. And then we actually watched that. Uh, we rewatched that film at the uh, Straight Ripping House. Actually, oh, that was quite funny. Yeah, we all just sat down in the uh, in the house and watched that film again because Sniper, my teammate, it's one of his favorite films too. So yeah. it's cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I do get that feeling, too, though. Even just kind of on the subway, you're just looking around at just how right. how different and weird and unique just, like, people are. <laughs> I don't know. This is just a weird moment, but I'm like, dude, like, what? I, I don't know. These sound Definitely like some, to it. There, there some is. introspective stoner questions right now that we're asking. But uh, the other thing, now, this is more, we're going to shift gears to gaming, more gaming stuff. Uh, you got a new scuff controller that you showcased recently, uh, which looks beautiful. Do you have it with you? I do have it with me, but I am not using it at this current time. And the reason for that is because I obviously I had the the face it event that recently come up. Uh, so I didn't want to kind of get used to the new style of scuff because I have, you know, the old scuff. This is what I want to talk right? about. Yeah. So I have the old style and um I had an event I got it probably what a week and a half, two weeks before the event. So I didn't want to go through like a drastic change or it's just straight before the event because obviously on the new scuff, the, the grips are different, the weight's different, yep. uh, the paddles, uh, the, the biggest thing, the paddles, like uh, the more uh, ergonomic, yeah. They look a lot better. They do look a lot better, and I am excited to use it, but I just didn't want to like risk it too uh, early before my event, so I stuck to my old scuff. But well, I am tempted now. Now, obviously, that's out of the way. But then, um, the 
was it the next event UGC's any around the corner too, so I'm in two minds about that. Do I use it? Do I not? Do I wait right. till it's finished? So I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but definitely going to come up with a decision in the uh, next few days. Yeah, and like after looking at the fact that you had the scuff, I was like, oh, this is a you know a cool talking point. And then I was like, wait a second, I remember him playing on like some sort of white controller. I did some research, and not only are you playing on a different scuff, you have control freaks on yeah. your control sticks, so you have a very unique style of play, and you're actually very an strange. advocate for uh, control freaks. So I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you could just show the controller and kind yeah, of how it all works real. out, because um, oh, yeah. this is a pretty unique setup here. Oh, no, this looks sick, by the it. way. Well, for it's instance, like a special edition MLG, by the way. Yeah, I've got like three of these controllers. Sick. So what's crazy about this is, right, so you can see these thumbsticks are completely different, right? They're from like yeah. different sets. So I got two of the large thumbsticks, and then this one come with like a slightly larger one. But oh. I realized that I don't like the thumbsticks to be the same size. Uh, I think I'd like the left one, the movement stick, always to be slightly shorter uh, than the aiming stick. So I have like two different, so I use this, this is like a control freak, like World War II uh, Call of Duty Heritage one on the left for the uh, lower stick, and then the right one's from a different pack, which is a control freak ultra. So I've like mixed and matched them together to my yeah. specifics. It is very strange. Like I always uh, wonder, you know, if somebody was to steal my control freaks from me at a Halo event, like what would I do? Oh, I really? It's that? Yeah. yeah you're so it's, used to it's it. It's crazy. So I've been using these since like 2012, at least 2012. So that's seven years, man. I've like yeah. different, I've tried and tested various, various ones, you know. So I'll go to an event and I literally have like three packs of spares just all oh, on my. <laughs> yeah, just in case because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is making me think of the Smash Pro Mewtwo King. Have you heard of uh, Mewtwo King from Melee? Yeah, yeah, I have. He, yeah. Brings, he brings a box of GameCube controllers every time he goes to an event, so he always has a spare ready in case something, like, breaks down. But um, so so why is it, though, the, the control freaks? Like, what what about them, like, makes you think that they're, like, the kind of, uh, you know, better for aiming and whatnot? Right. What feels more comfortable? I just feel like you have uh, more range of movement. Like, yeah. for real. Especially with weapons like a sniper. It might sound cliche, but having more range of movements than a sniper, is it means a lot. And, I mean, that's just me saying it, but I'm pretty sure there's, like, scientific, like, actual facts to back it up as well. Yeah. So, like, I just kind of thought it was, you know, a gimmick. It's a it's a scam. It's a waste of money. Uh, but I actually won some in a, in a giveaway, you know, back in 2012 on... So the original ones were these blue Xbox 360 control freaks, Halo 4 right. editions. And I thought, you know, I've won them, just going to try them out. And I used them, bro, I couldn't aim for like two, three days, man. I was terrible. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Like, But I kept going, I kept grinding at it. And then I realized, you know, after like four days, five days, I was hitting crazy like world star shots that, you know, <laughs> I might not have been hitting before. Or maybe it's just a complete placebo and it's all in my head, but... You know, it, it works, right? So yeah. I'm not going to, like, deny yeah. that. If it works, it works. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, yeah, I watched your old, you had a YouTube video about it. I think you said it, it adds, like, 30%, like, of a range of motion. You get, like, an yeah. extra 30%. I don't know if that's an official statistic or whatever it is, but it makes sense, like, as far as, you know, fine-tuning precision. You just the have elevation, kind of, yeah. Yeah, you have more control over, like, fine movements before you make that, that quick, like, a quick flick. You don't peg quite as quickly. Um so, yeah, really interesting. Maybe you guys should check that out, viewers in the chat. Uh, try out some control freaks or even just the longer. I know that now they have controllers that make just long yeah. sticks. Like, my scuff came with, like, a long stick that I'm going to try out. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. 
the last thing I have for you is uh, a clip on your Twitter called Classic MCC. Uh, let's just take a look at this real quick. You get a nice headshot. And then look at this beautiful stick, by the way. You deserve this. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then it, just nothing. You don't get the kill. And then, yeah, you're going to show it in your, your theater mode here. What happened to it? It got, like, absorbed by the floor. Bro, like, this sort of stuff, man, it never, like, it happened on the original port, like, the original 360-like version, mm. but never happened half as much as the crazy stuff that happens on MCC, man. So, you know, this, I'm convinced to this day, right? Um, I mean, call me crazy, but... I used to be a, an FFA player, you know, way back when, and uh, the first Halo 3 event, I um, I got second in the, the UGC St. Louis FFA, yeah. but when my statistics after an FFA game ended, I would have total destruction of just a beatdown and sticky grenades, right? Just heretic beatdown, sticky grenades. That's all I would do. But mm. when I was playing the FFA, I, and I was throwing sticky grenades at people just, like, looking at me, just basically stood still, running at me in a straight line. On MCC, they just go through people, or they just fall off them and just disappear. And I'm convinced to this day that I literally lost the FFA because I had about, I'm not even kidding, probably about 10, 11 sticky grenades just not count when on 360 they would. So I was Jeez. just quite frustrated about that. Like, you, you could probably do, like, a back-to-back -back compar uh, comparison on these kind of things, and, like, if you put the games, like, next to each other. Uh, it's crazy, like, I figured out more stuff as well, like, you get more auto-aim on the, uh, like, more, like, uh, heat-seek on the plasma pistol on mm -hmm. MCC than you do on 360. Really? It, yeah, for sure, man, like, and people will call me, like, a head case, they'll be like, yo, you're crazy, bro, but I was one of the first people on Halo 5 as well to issue that slow turn was a real thing. Everybody called me insane. Really? It was me, Arcanum, and Contra. We was like, something's not right about this aiming system. It was like, and everybody was like, you You're guys talking are talking about heavy aim, are you? You're talking about yeah, slow yeah, turn or something? He no, heavy no, heavy aim, aim on okay, Halo okay. 5. Everybody yeah. was calling those head cases, and you know, like six months, nine months down the line, everybody's like, yo, 343, fix this heavy aim, and we're just sat here like this, like we yeah. told you. And they like, literally you know? put it in their fix, like we patched yeah, the heavy yeah. aim. Like, I mean, it didn't get patched really, like, let's be I real. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, but that's interesting. As far as the MCC topic goes, though, you're not the first one who's wanted to do a side-by-side -side comparison when it comes to spawns, when it comes to, like like you said about the plasma pistol. It just doesn't seem the same to a lot of people. It would be very interesting. Like, that would be a hell of a YouTube video if somebody could put together some sort of, like, a yeah. like a proper – it would be so difficult, though. I don't know how you would, you know, create, like, recreate the exact same scenarios over and over and like compare them side by side and then showcase the differences i think lag compensation as well like uh mm. for us players especially outside of north america you know we used to get like lag compensation uh obviously for the ping deficit you know so our spread on our battle rifle would be wider whereas like you needed a wider spread because of the latency because it's, it's like 200 milliseconds you know you're in a different place on my street sure. to so, so for the lag compensation, the spread on the BR would be bigger. You know, your lunges, you would lunge further across the map for the pure compensation. Right. But MCC, that doesn't exist, you know? So we're playing at, like, a deficit uh, from, like, other countries, like, outside of NA. But yeah. they didn't address these issues, you know? So, like, it's even harder now to play online than it was back in 2007, which is yeah. crazy. That's actually a really good point. You yeah. you said earlier in one of your videos as well that because of this lag composition uh, compensation, sorry, issue, you can't like scope in or you shouldn't scope in with your BR in yeah. certain scenarios. It's better to stay unscoped because you get a better fatter spread or something. How does it how does yeah. that work? So so you can 
if you watch some amplified gameplay uh, from LAN back on 360, right? There's a uh-huh. there's a famous clip of Walshy. I think he's on one of the P corners on Amplified, and he is cross mapping people. Scoped in, he is cross mapping people uh-huh. like crazy. All shots connecting, right? If yeah. I, I played Amplified on LAN at least I don't know four, three, four, five times this event, and this is like quote unquote LAN. And I'm cross-mapping people, and and nothing's happening, man. Like it's like half happening. So if it's yeah. half happening on LAN, like you can only imagine online. I'm just like I don't even scope in because the spread tightens, obviously, when you scope in. So you have to hit it more direct. But I can't scope in. Like I don't even use my scope online because it just nothing counts. It's <laughs> it's crazy, man. Honestly. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it there. And that's just kind of the first of many issues that, that make things difficult for you guys over in Europe to try to, you know, stay competitive and whatnot. Uh, despite that, you seem to still be making your way over to a lot of the big events. And we'll talk about those as well. Um, but let's let's go back in time a little bit first, because uh, today you're known as one of the most dominant Halo players in Europe. Back in Halo 5, you shared the record for the highest European placing at a North American event, along with Jimbo, Kimbo and Moe's. Uh, just last weekend at Face It, you finished second place just behind Tox Gaming, proving that you're currently the strongest competitors across the pond. But where did it all begin? How did you first get into Halo? I first got into Halo 2007. Okay, so okay. it was my birthday in August. Good time to get into Halo, by the way. Must have, been, must have been my 12th birthday. Uh, I'm pretty sure, or 13th birthday. I'm, I'm not sure, but 2007, and I've always been an avid PlayStation gamer. So PlayStation 1, oh, no. PlayStation 2, PSP. You know, like playing it on school, like trips. PSP and stuff was like sick. That. Yeah. And um, my mum said to me, you know, she's like, "Do you want the PlayStation free at the time, or you can wait one month and I'll get you a late birthday present, which was the Xbox 360 Elite, which was Ooh. coming out." And okay. when the Elite, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go Xbox. So I waited an extra month, got the Elite, and uh, my mum got me Halo Free Legendary Edition with the Master Chief helmet. Well, that's good. And that's I've amazing. Never played I've never played Halo prior, never played Halo prior, and it was pretty crazy, to be honest with you, because I completed a campaign on normal, and then I replayed it on legendary. I played, like, and then I said to my mum, you know, like, I'm done with this game. I want to, like, take it back to the game shop and trade it in. She's really? like, I, yeah, and she was like, I spent £120, that's how much it was at the time, so, like, $140, $50, I don't know, and she's yeah. like, you're not taking it back. You're going to play the game. You're not taking it back. I spent way too much money on you. So I was like, all right. And then I, I started playing online. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is the most fun I've ever had to play in a game, ever, period. And then I got really sweaty online. Like, uh, 2007, I just played by myself. 2008, I got, like, the, the start of 2008, I got, like, my first 50. Uh, so I was only, like, you know, 12, 13 at the time. And then it, it just grew from there. I got, like, sweatier and sweatier, basically. And, I mean, that's where it all started. Uh, so 2007, shout out to my mum, you know. She she, <laughs> she made you stick with it. I don't know what I'd be doing right now if she didn't, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Combination of that amazing birthday present, too, though. I mean, how many kids get the console plus the legendary edition? You can just buy the I game. Would... You know what I mean? Like, that's the hardcore fan version. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. That's awesome. But I also find it crazy that you played the campaign. You're like, oh, this is cool. I'm done with it. And then you're ready yeah. to there are so many people who just play, like, the campaign. They're like, Halo's the best thing ever. Like, and they play Halo 3 campaign. Um, but I guess multiplayer is what ties it all together. So I guess yeah. the moment you discovered that, and was it you were playing, like, competitive from the beginning, or you just, like, jumping in Social Slayer, Big Team Battle, and, like, everything was fun? 
Well, I'm, I've always been super competitive as a person. Right. So I'm a bit of a, a strange guy in that kind of retrospect because I had one of those accounts that, you know, you had your service record, rank games, uh, social games, custom games played, and you had your XP, right? right. I had, I like made an account in 2008, uh, like a second, because I had so many accounts on Halo 3. I made an account and I just never played social. So it's from 2008, I never played a single social game on Halo. Wow. Because I didn't like the look of it on my record, saying I played one social game. Right. I was like, so I made a, just accounts from then on, only ranked, only ranked, 100. percent So yeah, it was crazy, man. So so that's all it took was just the competitive environment, and then you're hooked, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I want the best really. stats I could get, the best like service record. Um, and then from there, I guess, how does that transition into you going to your first event? Because I, I believe that was EGL Blackpool yeah. Nine, um, yeah, and that was for exactly. Halo Four. So that was years later. So, yeah. so kind of, I guess, fill in the gaps a little bit as far as your passion for Halo. You started to meet people online. Were you playing any online tournaments or game battles or anything before that? Or yeah, so I was, I was always signing up on online tournaments, Halo Three, Halo Reach, Halo Four, uh, like two v twos, FFAs. I won so many online tournaments, like it was crazy. But my mum never. Uh, kind of like supported me go into an actual event because I was a young kid, you know, and right. gaming's not what it is today, right? So like everybody knows about Fortnite winning millions of dollars yeah. kind of thing. Back then it was different. I used to watch MLG and stuff. Uh, I I was infatuated with a game, but I turned, I just turned 16 and I wanted to go to events for the longest time, but uh -huh. she just wouldn't let me go. She was like, oh, they're virtual people. You don't know what they're like. Right, right. So, like she she just didn't trust it. Mm -hmm. I was begging year after year after year, and finally when I turned 16, I might have been late to the party because it was Halo 4, and right. I would have I loved to go in, you know, reach uh, Halo 3, but she finally said, okay, you can go. But she come with me to the event. That was the Aww. clause. The clause was <laughs> she comes with me to the event. So yeah. um, I was like, right, I'm at the event now, Mum. You can go do what you want, and she would just sit. She was just stand there by the door and just yeah. be like watching me and i'd be like i'd be like mom like you gotta like you gotta go like <laughs> but um but ever since then she she saw how much that i i enjoyed it and i love competing and and playing on LAN, you know like in that in that environment there's there's nothing that compares to it to me and she saw that so she i've been to events since obviously that was the only one i went with her and since then she kind of let me start traveling alone and, and doing all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm appreciative for that. That's awesome, man. Uh, big shout-outs to your mom, then, who just got you into it to begin with and then, I guess, supports you on your passion. She's she's with yeah. every step of the way. That's that's awesome, dude. Um, yeah, so so I guess did you know you were hooked when you did that first event? You come into the land. What was that experience like? Like, you got to meet people there. You got, I think it was at 9th through 12th. What was your placement for the first one? Yeah, I think uh, because you played Constellation matches back then, I think we finished 10th place, but... I turned up to the event, uh, I turned up to that event, I didn't have a team, I got a makeshift team on the day, I didn't yeah. even know what seeding points were back then, and I slept in a bathtub. <laughs> that, that was the grind, bro, I slept in a bathtub with a makeshift team, uh -huh. and that's, what I, that's the consequences I was willing to take to play right. at an event, you know? And Is that like I'm an Airbnb so, or something? They didn't even have that, I guess, at no, the time. No, How do you no, set that yeah. up? Like so, house. <laughs> so EGL nine was in the Narbrek Castle, uh, which is a hotel. Okay. It's a it's a big hotel where all the old people go to like when they're retired and stuff. So it's a, it's a strange place. But I just got a room there, and this guy was like, "Yeah, you can stay." Like my teammate at the time on the makeshift, he was like, "You can stay with me." 
I was like, because me and my mum had a separate hotel, like across the other side. But I was just like, I'm just going to stay here because it's it's like a lot closer. Like I wake up and I'm already in the venue, you know? Right. You get so, to hang out with all the players. And yeah, stuff yeah, too. for real. So yeah. I like, I always knew uh, uh, I had something kind of like, without sounding egotistical, like I knew that I was like kind of special, like in a way I, um, I just knew I, I was good, basically. You had a knack for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the thing is, people wouldn't give you the light of day back then like they do today. They'll be like, oh, online kid, warrior. And, like, I knew I was better than all these people, right? So I just wanted to go to an event and prove everybody wrong like, and just get them to shut the mouth kind of thing. Because yeah. it was like, oh, you'll never go to a LAN event. You're a joke, online kid. You know, like, every good player gets that, like, kind of stick. Like, I remember Lethal back in Halo 3. Everybody yeah. hated Lethal in Halo yeah. 3. And then, obviously, Halo he won the Combine, and then Halo Reach came about, and... I look how much success he's had from that, you know. So I just wanted to prove everybody wrong. That's that's the kind of thing how like how it works with Halo as well too. Like when you want to be competitive in that type of environment, people will tell you that you're not worth shit until you actually go to to land. I know um, a good example that I've been thinking of recently is uh, is Bound, who uh, people call him that he they say he plays mouse and keyboard because he never goes to any any local events. So you know he has to basically eat it until he actually goes to one. But yeah, um, and then once you go there, you start to prove yourself. When did you feel like you started to kind of prove yourself because you followed that up. I believe it was sixth place at Multiplay Insomnia 49 and then third place at Multiplay Insomnia 50. And then uh, from there came H2A and you kick things off with Team Infuse. And you're alongside Buck 20, Reaction, and Vard. Was, you, you're starting to make a big name for yourself in the scene. Was there any point where you started like you were really, uh, you felt like you were becoming a top player? People were starting to recognize that. Um, and at what point did something like click and you felt like Halo, competitive Halo was your passion? Did you know from the beginning that you wanted to be the best competitor? I mean, I knew before competing myself that I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be something big, you know, watching, right. obviously I told you before I used to watch the Halo 3, Justin.tv, MLG, yeah. uh, TV, like broadcast and stuff. And I knew then I wanted to be something, but I've, I've always felt like I've been, good enough from the get-go even from like my first event i feel like i've been good enough uh but it's kind of like like nowadays right uh it's crazy because shots so imagine shotsy right like he's crazy he's like a he's a crazy talented guy right but right what way back when people wouldn't have given him a chance like they did like you know in halo 5 like if he was playing like halo 3 like oh fast sure. forward like if he was like my age in halo 3 or something like, people would be like, oh, no, like, we're not going to give this kid a chance kind of thing. Like, uh, we're not going to team with him. Like, they just wouldn't. So you kind of had to build your way up. As, well, in the European community, anyway, I'm not sure if it's, like, the same in NA, but I assume it is. So yeah. I, I went with a makeshift for my first event, right? Turned up on the day, teamed with random people. My second event, I teamed with slightly better people, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, deep down, I still knew that I was good enough to be on top. And then you right. team with better people, right? And then you kind of work your way up through through the levels until then you finally the best team are like, yo, actually, we're going to drop someone and pick you up, bro. And that's that's what happened, you know? So when did uh, that happen for you? Was that like uh, H2A? H2A. Was that H2A, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So I think it was when I was playing for TCM. TCM mm -hmm. back on H2A, yeah. Okay. And at that point, you felt like, okay, I'm, I'm recognized as a pro player right now. I'm finally, you know, in the top yeah. leagues. Yeah, I mean, like, I've always, like, believed it in my own mind, but I don't think other people might not have themselves, so that, but that was, like, when I kind of solidified myself to everybody else, you know, that, like, nice. well, I am worth something, you know, kind of thing. Yeah.
So following that came Halo 5, and uh, you not only did you achieve some of your top placings, you broke a couple records as well. And the big one was that you earned top six with Team Infuse back in 2017 at DreamHack. Um, and this was unprecedented. A European team had never won top six in a North American event before. We have a quick clip that we're going to show with audio. You guys can check that out. We'll play that up right now are showing no mercy, making sure that they can keep that control with these strongholds. Yeah, 1.5 times as many slays for this infused roster. When you have that many more kills, that much more significant of a percentage, it's going to show. It's going to show in your map presence. It's going to show in your options as far as running around getting strongholds. It's going to show in the amount of pressure that straight can even put on you. Jimbo getting that shotgun kill over a light rifle. He's got to be feeling it. Only a few more kills and it's almost guaranteed that straight cannot capture these strongholds. Yeah, and now Jimbo is going to go down straight ripping, panicking. You can see they're just rushing out, trying to get any capture. They've got some focus at bottom middle. He hits the ground pound, but he's not able to get the finish. It doesn't matter. Team Infused, the European squad, they do it. They take down straight ripping, and they are moving into the top six for the first time ever, making Halo history never before seen. This is the roster everyone looked to. Onset, Gaskin, Sims, all the EU guys have constantly talked about this squad. Even NA players this tournament were saying, this team, they have got what it takes and they've got that individual skill. And you know what? They have proved so many wrong and they have done it. Team in. I can see your uh, your hair is midway through the transformation <laughs> yeah. phase there. It's like, that it's, was it's the getting wavier. Yeah, that it's was like longer. The yeah, <laughs> that was the start. Um, so that was the moment right there. Uh, of course, you guys looked all chill about it, but I mean, how did you feel at the time landing in top six? Was this one of the biggest moments in your career so far? Did it feel like anything at the time? Or? Well, I think it was a blessing and a curse in a way. And mm -hmm. I'm going to say that because I feel like when we did that, it, like we'd only previously placed top eight, you know, at Worlds kind of thing, like top eight, like, yeah, whatever. And we placed top six, which was which was like big for a European team, seeing as though we, you know, we had like no like next to no practice and stuff against any NA teams. Nice. But I feel like it was a curse because I feel like uh, we felt like the tournament was over at that point, you know? Like, we still had the rest of the tournament to play. Like, we yeah. was playing Liquid after that series, you know? Uh, and everybody was, like, still happy. Like, yo, we got top six, guys. Like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, guys, we're, we're playing, like, we're playing Liquid for top four now. You know, but everybody's kind of, like, so, like, gassed up and happy. Uh, I think like I think we uh, lost like three one to Liquid and they got second at that event. It was like I think it was like Eco, Stella, uh, yeah. Spartan, and uh, somebody else. But well, I legitimately believed that we could have we could have if we stayed like playing the way we was playing. I legitimately believed that we could have beat them, uh, hundred percent. But I just feel like everybody was like, oh well, we've got this far now, so you know, like whatever we've we've done what we've come to do. But like obviously. Yeah. Nothing like I told you. Like I'm super competitive, like hyper competitive, and, and nothing, you have to be, which is fun. nothing means more than winning to me. You know, like, yeah. like I hate losing more than I like winning. Like that's like I, that's like it's like a curse. Like I, it's such a that's like, the mindset. But that's I don't the know if it's a good mentality. So, I don't, I don't know, know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's strange, but yeah, I feel like we could have beat Liquid that day, and I, I just wish all of the team were like, including myself. I just wish we played the same way we played in the previous series, yeah. you know, just yeah. kept going 100%. I, 
I think like you're saying, like that kind of mindset, you could be kind of hard on yourself maybe. And you don't, you don't look at certain achievements and maybe, you know, really feel, you know, what you've achieved in the way that maybe you should, maybe you should celebrate those moments a little more, whatever it is. But I also think your mindset is the reason why you're as good as you are, right? People sure. hate losing so much. They hate losing more than winning. They can't deal with just that idea of losing. They fight so hard in every single tournament. That's why they're able to achieve what they achieve because they have that relentless mindset. Uh, even if it can be kind of destructive at times, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, but I think that's a good point that you brought up, though, is that they kind of were already celebrating before the event was over. It was like, oh, damn, we beat a milestone. And that is kind of like a blessing and a curse. It's yeah, like you feel real. like you're mentally checked out. Like, oh, at least we did this. So now we can go out and still be happy and go out happy rather yeah. than, you know, fighting like your life is on the it, line until the very it's, end. It's like... Uh... <laughs> It's like this recent face event, you know, everybody was like, yo, congrats, guys. Like you, you gave Tox a good fight. Like it was so close, like, like five, four on the flag. You lost like three, two, you won like the, the Slayers and stuff. It's like, you guys fought really well and everybody's congratulating us. And I'm like, I just feel like bad. Like everybody's like so happy for me and like at the team and stuff. But yeah. it just made me feel bad because like, I know that we could have won. You know, yeah. but people are like, wow, like, we're so shocked, like, you got this far in the first place kind of thing. And it's like, but in my head, it's like, I know we can beat them. And I know in my teammates' heads, they know the same, they feel the same way. And that's crucial to me. I need, like, teammates that are as confident in their own ability as they are in the rest of the team. Like, you need to believe in each other. Everybody yeah. needs to win. You can't have one person that's just kind of, like, there for the ride. Everybody has to believe that they want to win. And they have to – the biggest thing is you have to believe that your teammates know they want to as well, and you have to trust them. And I know uh, that this team that I played with recently at Face It wanted that. So that's why it made it, like, even more upsetting that we, you know, we didn't beat Tox and take him to the, the second best of seven. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about it now, though, it is kind of unfortunate in a way that I guess maybe because you're a European team, people are inclined to congratulate you for second place. It's like, oh, you did good. You 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 put up a fight against the NA team. It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't want to be in that position. Do you, do you feel like it's kind of bigger than even you in a sense? It's like, you know, as a European player, not, not only do you want to prove people wrong because you're skilled, but as a European team to prove that European teams can take out NA teams, that you are that talented, that it's not. Um, do, you, do you feel that as well? It's kind of it's even bigger than you, you know? Yeah, for real. Like, there's some sort of stigma now, you know, like, there'll be, like, jokes every now and again, like, yeah. people, like, poking fun, like, oh, like, we, like, European this, European that, but, like, I feel like if you, if you took, like, I don't know, like, two teams from, the two best teams from Europe, mm -hmm. and you stuck them in NA, and you made them play NA people, every day like they play like would be crazy it wouldn't yeah. even be it would, it would be scary so i feel like if if like my teams back in halo 5 uh like lived in america mm -hmm. i feel like we could have been a con like the t just the team itself like uh, i feel like we could have been a consistent uh top three top four team like every event yeah yeah for real and that's just like that's like current team that's not even like if i if we were to bounce around and and trade with like na players and stuff like that you know that's yeah. just like all call Europeans, like eight Europeans, I feel like. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. I feel like the talent is definitely there. And I'm hoping it's something that we can see evolve uh, when MCC hits PC and when Halo Infinite comes out, if they can do something to to better incorporate this European scene and other scenes as well, like maybe Asia and whatnot uh, around the world to try to showcase talent from you know all these locations. Somehow even the playing field, too. I don't know what they can do as far as you know connection, <laughs> lag, compensation, whatever they got to do. Uh, but hopefully, you know, that experience is leveled up and online is, is better. I mean, even in Halo 5, people are saying Halo 3 online is abysmal. Like Halo 5 online is at least, 
you know, playable yeah. for Europeans. Uh, hopefully they can continue to, to, to fix it going onwards. Um, yeah, because I feel like then you can finally start to prove yourself. But conveniently, conveniently, you were also saying uh, if you could play in the U.S., it would be the best experience. You can, you know, play against the best players. You get the best uh, practice. You did get a chance for a little bit yeah. to play in U.S. So at the very end of Halo 5, HCS Atlanta, you landed on Straight Rippin', which is this is the first time that Straight Rippin' adopted an all-European roster. Not only did they add you to the roster, they brought you over to U.S. They gave you a team house, and you guys got to chill and, and practice Halo and be in a really cool practice environment. We've got some uh, some video footage here in the background for you guys to check out. Tell me a bit about this experience. This was pretty badass. It came out of nowhere. You guys were just doing like a, a team house uh, tour video all of a sudden. Like. Yeah, so um, this was like, this is the kind of thing that I've always dreamed about. You yeah. Know? Like I, I always wanted to play in NA, uh, especially with a, a bunch of my, my closest friends. You know, just, it, it was a crazy experience just learning like you always used to see it on like the the Call of Duty like optic like stuff like that where they're all at Team House and stuff, and we finally got to do it. We finally got to scrim against NA teams, and it was it was a great bonding experience. It was a great learning experience as well, and I just it just everything comes like so much more naturally and stuff like this. But I feel like the placements that we got after this boot camp didn't reflect the the way that we played and stuff because. We beat, I think it was like commonly in straight six team. Mm -hmm. uh, we beat them in our bracket. Like we had like the pool of death basically. So like us winning the games, like uh, some games in our pools actually like set us up in the bracket in a wrong way. So uh, we ended up like, so basically the team that we beat like ended up placing like top six and we placed like top 12 at that event, which is like crazy, right? Right, interesting. And, yeah, uh, we had like a pool of death and like the way it all like worked out and stuff. And then, and then we lost like a, a it was like we ended up playing Elevate for top eight, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, like us against Elevate for top eight is crazy, right? Because we're like, like we're both really good teams. Yeah. And, um, so we played them for top eight and it goes to a game five and it was like 50 48 plaza, you know, like heartbreaker game five. And we ended up placing like top 12 out of that when like in reality, we was probably like a top four, top six team just after, you know, three weeks in NA. So it was just a way the bracket fell and stuff. But, and I feel like this was the, the best, uh, I ever played a Halo event, like that last uh, event too, the best really? I've ever played. Yeah, I, I ended up being a little bit of a nerd too, and like I was like, I played so good this event, so I know stats don't tell the whole story, but I had a look, uh -huh. I was like, I was like Halo Data Hive, and oh, uh, yeah. I, I had a look at, I think it was the, K, uh, the KD, the best KD for the event, and it was like Royal 2, like had the best KD at that event. Uh, and he won the event, right? And then, like, I got top 12, and I had, like, the second best KD at the event. Nice. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, so I, at least I did play good then, I guess. Like, uh, I had to pad the stats a little. You, uh... Yeah, just, just starting a little bit. Nah, yeah. definitely not. But, <laughs> yeah, it was, well, that, the whole, like, team house thing, uh, you know, uh, seeing, like, uh, Tom, uh, T2, small, like, Everett, uh, yeah. and then, uh, the media guy, Travis, Niwa, it, like, just, like, just like a lot of friendship going on, a lot of learning, and it was it was a really great time. It was uh, there was like conflict as well uh, because of how like serious we took the game in, like between me and my teammates. Not in a bad way, but mm -hmm. if we had like a disagreement uh, on a play in a certain scrim or something. But honestly, it was a, it was a big learning curve and a big uh, a big experience, and I wouldn't yeah. take it back. It was it was definitely a really good time. 
Right, because I, I assume you've never had anything like that uh, up until that point. And have you had a team house situation like that since? I, I assume that's like no. the ultimate. Yeah. Is, is that what you would dream to have, I guess, uh, in yeah. the future of Halo is to, to continue to have something like that? Yeah, 100 percent. You know, like you see these Call of Duty teams, uh, they've got like, you know, when right. they're playing the Pro League, the Call of Duty Pro League, and they all get like little apartments with their own little rooms in it. Yeah. And then they practice against each other, uh, like LAN Pro League, and then they go to the event. And it's crazy, man. Like that, I can only dream to do stuff like that. Like yeah. I dream just to be on a, a level playing field with the Americans, and then <laughs> yeah. just walk out there and just go play against them. That's just yeah. all I want to do, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they can start by doing that. But the yeah, the team house thing looks like a dream. Awesome that you got to experience it right before Halo Five kind of finished off. Um, before we jump into Halo Three, just kind of like looking back on everything, what did you think of uh, H5? And was there anything that you really disliked about it, or felt like Three Four Three needs to really learn from? Especially, uh, you know, just we were talking about Europe's position in comparison to NA and kind of evening the playing field. But maybe other things about the game itself. Uh, yeah. What did you think? Um, Halo Five's Paul Halo 5's core game, right? So, it, like I'm talking like bo like core bones on the game. You take everything out, right? And it is a it is a phenomenal, it's a brilliant game. It's mm. probably like the best Halo uh, behind Halo 2 and Halo 3, which are obviously like re crazy games. Like you know, but they took way too long, man. Like they took way too long. Like the maps could have been so much better. Uh, just simple things like we was playing with like radar and like ARs and all these crazy settings, man, for for way too long. You yeah. know, two 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 years, two one, years. Eight, yeah, two years, bro. And by the time this has happened, like people's uh, they've lost interest, man. Yeah. You know, like viewership's declined, and then the, obviously the tournament like prize pool started declining as well. Because they took so long, whereas like you look at other games like League of Legends, man, uh, they're keeping it fresh, you know. They they keep experimenting all the time. Like yes. they're they they have their devs on demand, on demand, sorry. And like no discredit or disrespect to Free for Free, man. But I think they need to be a lot more open and honest, and they need to try more stuff, man. Like 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 other games have like weapon tunings and stuff and like that. Mm. Like Free for Free would come out with like a weapon tuning, and it would I don't know, man. Like. It would take like a month to like just test out like a binary rifle on Coliseum, like kind of thing. Uh -huh. Like they, I just feel like they were so slow, like, and that was at their own demise, really, because yep. this game, this game, this is a good game, man. It could have been so much better than it was. You know, fix the game types, fix the maps. Like, I don't agree with Strongholds as a game type too much, simply because all I can think of is. uh the guys in a free for free office testing the like strongholds is a core game type out. Them guys aren't sliding off spawn, like yeah. blocking spawn, Gandhi hop spring jumping <laughs> off the walls, right? right in the free right. for free office in like 2015 developing the game. Yeah, They're not yeah. doing that. So when yeah. people found out how to abuse it, you know, for, hold the trip cap, fly at these guys, just keep them on a spawn rotation. Like yeah. Plaza, Plaza Strongholds was the, the worst one for it, right? So. They're forcing you on a on a blue spawn, right? They have camo, they have shotgun and yard and stuff. Like I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you are. Sometimes you can get a hundred owed. We saw like great teams getting a hundred owed, right, mm. on that stuff. A hundred owed, like unheard of. Yeah. And then the next game, the team that got a hundred owed would win the next one, right? <laughs> so it, it's it was yeah. just crazy, man. Um But I think as a game it could have been so much more than it was. Yeah. Really. Uh, I just wish they did it sooner because I did enjoy Halo 5. 
the besides from like the, the little things like the settings, the the heavy aim, that was a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Uh, but is a game like I think as long as the devs uh, are more active and they're more responsive with mm-hmm. the people, because it's the people, especially the competitive community, they think that they have to make change to stay relevant when that's mm-hmm. not the case at all. I mean, you look at Counter Strike, right? That game's been around for years. They've made yeah. absolute minimal minimal changes, but people still love that game. Yeah. Right. I just feel like if Halo Three was released now, is like the like a new like I know we're playing it on MCC, but if Halo Three was released now is like the game it was on three sixty today and nobody played anything previous, I think that would be a giant esport. Like I think it would create I think it would wipe the flow of everything. Halo three you're saying if it continued forward without follow ups? No, 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 no. If 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 Halo three it didn't come out in 2007, and it oh. was, like, released today. Mm. I think that game would be blown out of proportion like crazy. What's crazy but, about something... Sorry, uh, continue if you go. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, like, it, it, what's crazy is that the package that Halo 3 is is actually still a, a massive release today. Like, if you released a game that had that much content, that would still be, like, maybe not, like, un, I don't want to say, like, unprecedented. Like, there aren't really any games that have that much content on release. Uh, so, yeah, if you're if you're dropping something like Halo 3 today, I think it would actually be pretty... Like, theater mode, place. Yeah, theater, mode. Uh, your own file like, share that you can, like... File share, and, bro, yeah. we're, we're talking about 2007 yeah. as well. It's 12 years later. 2019, games aren't even releasing with that much stuff. Halo 5, no theater, no split screen, this, no LAN mode. Bro, this is, like, poor like mechanics for like a like i've lan's been around since like what the 1980s and how are you releasing a game in 2019 without a lan like we're sat there having trouble on servers it's just crazy man like this shouldn't be happening it was like it took like two and a half years or something to finally get that app or whatever that was they had like a <laughs> land app yeah. on the pc yeah yeah and you're talking about like uh you know updating and just weapon tuning and stuff like that too which is something they went over remember the just the tragedy with the br and the weapon tuning oh, with that God. and it became terrible and then they Useless. never fully fixed it and then nobody ever used the br anymore so this is just you know these are perfect examples of of what not to do i guess as far as updating your game in the future so uh what you say is what everybody seems to be saying is that halo 5 at its core is actually a really great game it was yeah, just uh, you know how quickly 343 was able to respond to what we wanted as uh, as customers uh, and also, I feel like in talking to Unishek about this, they had planned out what they wanted to do in advance, which is great from like a planning that, organization standpoint. But yeah, in the gaming industry, that's not quite how it works because certain issues will arise that were unplanned, or certain needs will will come into place that take priority over whatever your stuff, that, whatever your previously planned content updates were. Like they would have something set three months later, and then something else would come up, and they're throwing out this content update that's no longer as relevant as dealing with the issue. That's uh, that's in front of them. So uh, it's interesting, and I, I think you're absolutely right. I think 343, they can have planned content updates, but they need to be in a malleable state. They need to be able to adjust whatever yeah. to whatever's going on and continue to update and make fundamental, important changes uh, when necessary, and, and that's what's going to help the game succeed. Um, as far as your point with uh, keeping things simple, like Counter-Strike is a game that's you know stayed consistent throughout for years, for, for decades now. Um, and then Halo could do the same thing. At this point, Halo has gone so far in this direction of uh, yeah. high-speed advanced movement. Uh, do you think it would be jarring to go all the way back? Would you want them to go back to classic style 100%? Would you want them to hybridize it? Where are you feeling? It? Are you kind of yeah, see, I've played uh, and Give every... me one sec, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to turn no off problem. this stupid noise in the background. Guys, one sec. <laughs> no problem, man.
Alright, my bad, you go. Yo. Yeah, so I've played every iteration of Halo, so even like Halo 1, Halo 2. Right. Uh, obviously, I started with Halo 3, but since they've been released, I've come back and just played the old games. And I wouldn't... Okay, so Halo 5, way too much, right? right. Halo 3, I, I love Halo 3, the core movement and stuff like that. Uh, but I wouldn't, honestly speaking, I wouldn't mind Sprint. I wouldn't I wouldn't care if Sprint was in the game as long as the maps are optimized for it, you know. Uh I but like thrust sliding, a ground pound, auto stabilize. I w- I could deal with a thrust and sprint absolute like minimum. So I could still play classic Halo like nothing. Yes. Yeah. I could play just sprint only or at the very very most I think sprint and thrust. Well, that's it. I don't think it should go further than any of that at all. What and about that's just spring jumping. Mm, yeah, actually, I, I don't mind spring jumping. I like man. spring jumping. I yeah, I like spring. <laughs> I spring jumped a hell of a lot. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think of that one, but but that wasn't obviously meant to be in the game. But I'm talking about something that they've put in intentionally. Right. You know, right. uh, yeah. so spring jumping is just I did it in like Halo 4 H2A uh, yeah. kind of thing as well. So. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of that, but of course I'd, I'd love spring jumping in it. it. It takes like it's a different level, like movement. Like obviously, clearly, me's being on here, and yeah. some of the stuff you can do with your movement uh, to to like benefit your gameplay is crazy, man. It, it's just a better. Uh, it, it works better because it doesn't like thrust sliding throws you across the map, and then that just mixes up things as far as balance and, and momentum. And like if you're able to get to important places so quickly, it it shakes things up as yeah. far as Halo's classic competitive formula it just doesn't work anymore it's a new formula which is what was what's what's funny was um uh my last team we we used to lose on coliseum ctf uh to like some like american teams Mm. and then all we said was let's just never go into sniper rifle like let's just never go into snipe so we only used like if we went into snipe we would only use the mazes and the catwalks right Okay. Only the maze and the catwalk, and then the middle of the map, and then the elbows, and and that kind of thing. And we right. never went like outskirts or like sniper spawn of snipes. So we would just like sprint, sprint, or slide through those sides of the map, and would just leave like the main power position of the map. We'd just leave it open and never go there. And then we yeah. ended up just like freeing everybody on that game time. <laughs> Because like we were just flying through like parts of the map where would and not getting control of the actual parts where we're supposed to like right like hypothetically like control right you know so like yeah I think like thrust slide in like ground pound because you can all like tee them up into like you could like thrust slide into an auto stabilize into a ground pound and you yes. could be like it is crazy it takes skill right because I was does, good at yeah. it and I I was nerdy at it yeah. but I don't like it man but like. I do. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. But as a competitive standpoint, I'd yeah. just be happy with just core mechanics or just sprint and just thrust and obviously spring jumping as well. Yeah, like you said, is it, it completely turn takes the formula of classic Halo and just turns it on its head because you're like you're saying you you ignored a power position that in any other Halo game would be necessary. You'd need to have somebody posted in, in one of these top important power positions. But instead, if your whole team just ignores it, goes a different route, you're still still able to get these you know these three O results. So so yeah, I think these abilities are interesting. They can speed up gameplay. They can make things exciting. But if it gets to the point where one individual player can get to such important locations on the map, or is so flexible that he can kind of do anything that he wants to do really um then it, it messes up the team dynamic from strategy so, so what i what i noticed was when halo 5 come out i obviously played uh reach h2a halo 3 i yeah. threw a lot of core knowledge that i had 
I just threw it out of the window, right? Mm. So imagine me going, I'll go play a game of matchmaking now on Heretic, yeah, and I'm going to run bottom middle on the Heretic. I'm going to get melted, man. I'm going to get melted. But I would just, like, sit, like, I'll play Halo 5 Truth, and I'll just be sat bottom mid, just, like, being a nuisance. You can do that. Sliding under the base, spring jumping into the windows and stuff. And it's, like, unheard of. So I had to forget, I had to, like, physically, like, drill out the right thing to do in my head. And just do, like, the, the crazy, like, like, like Halo 5 kid, like, adapt to it sort of thing. And I think that's why, you know, like, like Tox, like Optic, like, they struggled uh, so much when Splice right. came out of nowhere. Because they wasn't playing Halo in a conventional way. They were yeah. playing it, they were abusing the game. Like, the game wasn't supposed to be intended to be played the way Splice did it, right? So that's why they went on this crazy, crazy winning streak. And then, obviously, like, uh, people started, like, replicating what they was doing and stuff. And then, like... Obviously, Optic Talks, they started doing it again. So they finally, like the last two events, I think they won, was it the Atlanta in London, the London yeah. event? They, they ended up winning the last ones because they yeah. kind of thought, like, well, we can't just keep doing what we're doing because there's a bunch of kids just for sliding, breaking through ourselves, just, like, spring jumping yeah. off walls. So they, like, adapted it too. So you, you're taking, like, your, your real Halo knowledge and throwing it out of the window to an extent, which is just it's pretty crazy because the game yeah. wasn't supposed to be played like that. But there was still a lot of skill aspect to it as well, like, was, like yeah. the movement, definitely for real. You could tell how some good somebody was from the movement. I was a bit of a nerd as well. Like, I used the, I used three paddles on the Halo right. 5. So I had a jump paddle, uh, a sprint paddle, and then a beat down paddle. And then I would claw my Y button, which was to change. So, and bro, I used to spring jump, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't even oh, get it on camera. Oh, you would scoreboard spring jump. Yeah, but people, people used to do it with the thumb, right? I used to take my index finger, and oh, then and then I would I would jump with this my paddle. I would jump with my paddle, uh, press crouch on my stick, and claw my index finger to the back button, and I'd spring jump that way. And nobody else spring jumped in that way. And it was it was like obviously the back button one you could do a hundred percent of the time, but that was like yeah. the most unconventional way. And I because I clawed uh my index finger on the back button, I could still aim while I was doing it. Right, right. Oh, I, I was crazy at that stuff. That, personally, though, the scoreboard spring jump is one of the most upsetting things for me as far as the movement mechanics yeah, in the game. I can uh, imagine. <laughs> that bothers the shit out of me because it's 100% consistent and it's not really that hard to do. Uh, of course, you forego your ability to shoot while you have the scoreboard up, but it's just it's broken. Like, it's clearly broken. Like, that plus the start menu, plus there's a new trick, which I'll announce new on trick. HCS Weekly. Uh, if you have an elite controller... And I've been telling everybody this now. Oh, if you have the, the profiles. Exactly, the profile yeah, switch. I about so you that. have okay, okay, so it's not a new thing, my bad. It's something I learned recently. But uh for those of you who don't know, you have one profile with a paddle that has jump, and then that same paddle is crouch on the other profile. So you I guess you'd start with the one that has it on crouch, you jump, hold crouch, land on the floor and crouch, and then flick the switch. That yeah. input becomes jump, you instantly perfectly spring jump right well, afterwards just by flipping an even nerdier one that I think it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent it was I haven't done it personally but uh my teammate snipe drone has so he he crouches with his right stick he plays I think his boxer uh and on Halo 5 he set a paddle uh because what I noticed was it's harder to spring jump if you use the the actual stick as your crouch than uh, like shots he used uh you know as B to crouch right yeah was B to crouch. So if you used a button rather than a stick to crouch, it's more consistent. 
Yes. Like, I, I don't know if you use a crouch use a button or a crouch. So I figured out a technique to do it with a stick, but I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, as far as, and I'll explain my own wacky technique, but. <laughs> There's so many, like, crazy yeah. ways, man. What, what did your, what did Snipe Drone do? So he mapped his crouch to a paddle. So the okay. crouch actually acted as a button instead of the stick. Right, you know? right. So, so he would hit it, you know, like 90% of the time, 95% of the time, because it was on a paddle, which acted as a button rather than a stick. So it was, it was crazy, man, like that he did that, and he didn't have to have the scoreboard up like I did because of that. And I was just so used to, like, using free paddles, muscle memory, clawing. I was like, I'm not, I don't yeah. care. Like, I can, I can scoreboard, still aim at the same time almost, because I've still got my yeah. thumb on the stick. Yeah. So everybody had their own little weird techniques, man, but it's whatever fits to the person. Yeah, somebody like Shotzi would use claw on face buttons, and he would go B to A. He would slide his index finger from B to A. And I, I don't know if it's easier because it's a button. I think it's just the, the process of, if you have it on a left stick, this process of, like, lifting your thumb and then pressing, because that's what I, like, I'm on bumper jumper, so i got to lift my thumb. Oh, it's not even in the screen, is it? Uh, yeah, there you go. I gotta, I gotta lift my left thumb and then I have to clench my index finger to press the left bumper. And it's two opposite actions. It's a lifting and a pull at the same yeah. time, which I felt they don't complement each other. It feels terrible. It's hard to hit consistent. So my trick is I land on crouch and I flick upwards, like a quick flick upwards yeah. while I hit the left bumper at the same time in this, uh, fucking, like, I can't even keep it. <laughs> in this, like, pinching motion. And by doing that, when I flick upwards, I'm inadvertently releasing crouch. So it's just a quick, like, for a moment in time, he does, like, a nudge forward. But it's a perfect spring jump uh, when you get the, the muscle memory down. You're just doing a quick pinch. Yeah. Anyway, whole other thing. Uh, but the biggest point I think you brought up was the fact that the tools available in Halo 5, they're very difficult to master, of course. But if mastered, it changes the, the, the way the game is played entirely. Like, you can fight your way out of almost any scenario. Like like you said, in truth, you can make bottom-mid viable, in truth, if you are good enough at the techniques in the game, which, that's a feat in itself, and I find that pretty incredible, but when it comes to competitive Halo and what is competitive Halo, like, from a from a team standpoint, from a strategy standpoint, it throws it out the window. Like, a pro player has to be like, okay, time to turn yeah, my, really all my knowledge about competitive crazy. Halo upside down and just realize... Bro, like, the amount of right. times I was at a Halo event and I was just like, just fly. Just fly at them. Just fly. <laughs> and that's all you needed to do in certain scenarios, just fly. Like, it's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. But, yeah. Which, yeah, in some ways I find that sick because I think, like, damn, you know, if you're good enough at Halo, you unlock Super Saiyan mode. And you're, <laughs> like, you're hitting every button perfectly. You're hitting your shots. You're flawlessly doing all your movement. You're basically, like, untouchable. You can get out of, like, the craziest situations. But conventionally, like, it just doesn't make sense in a 4v4 game that's that's built around strategy, around, like, balance and, and team chemistry and whatnot. It, it takes away from the team dynamics. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, where's the middle ground? Uh, where can, what can what can they do to appeal to the the gamers who like the fast gameplay, who like to be individuals when it comes to these these types of games? But also, uh, pro players don't have to throw their knowledge of, of competitive Halo out the window. They they go for power positions, they go for the power weapons, um, and all that. Um, I feel like that would be the best thing that they can do going forward. But anyway, it's a whole other discussion that I'm sure <laughs> we'll go on for about. I know, uh, I know, right? Forever. Um, but but. Halo 3 arrived back in the scene. So Halo 5 was finished. People got tired of it. Uh, Halo 3 is back. What do you think playing Halo 3 now? I know it's MCC. Maybe it's not like, you know, true Halo 3, but how does it feel playing H3 again in 2019? Uh, it, it was it was refreshing for a while. Mm. Um, you know, well, like I'd, I'd say like a good few months, but I still think like the core game I still really enjoy. But I feel like 
three four three need to introduce like an XP system. You know, I got a fifty when MCC first came out, and then you what do you do after you got a fifty? You know, like yeah. I need a, a, a kind of an, like an XP system at least like on three sixty. But playing the game's really fun. I have I still really do love I, Halo Three is always going to be my favorite game of all time, like ever, and I do enjoy it. Uh, but I think we all just need something new right now. I think we all just want Infinite to come out tomorrow, you know. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to the next. But next, I, uh, I'd love to play Reach. Uh, yeah. You know, like we went back to Halo 3 competitively. Uh, I'd love them to do Reach tournaments competitively. I just don't know if they'd have the same kind of player base uh, as they would for Halo 3 because they're kind of stuck in two positions at the moment like the, there's a lot, lot of halo 5 kids i hate halo 3 i'm never going to go to a halo 3 event sure. i didn't play i didn't play it 12 years ago but i think maybe the halo 3 players will play reach as well but i feel like you're more likely to find the halo 5 players come back and play reach because right. you know uh hit scan just just pure alone because of the hit scan like faster movement like you yeah. can crouch in your strafe kind uh-huh. of thing like on reach so uh I do love Halo 3 and I'm enjoying playing it, but I need something fresh. Like, I'd happily play Reach again until Infinite comes out. Yeah. Uh, but I think we all just need Infinite, and we're all just itching for that, like, so badly right now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I do think that Reach, you're right, it, it sits in a decent middle ground where, like, somebody who's, like, fundamentally an H5 kid who doesn't want to go back to Halo 3 and figure out projectile aim and have no abilities, whatever it is, uh, Halo Reach does kind of hybridize that a little bit. They took out the sprint and the bloom if you're playing hardcore, yeah. but you do get hit scan. Uh, there is actually still spring jumping, I heard, but it's actually very really? difficult to do. Yeah, I heard you can spring jump in the game, but it's, like, the hardest spring jump ever or something. But I'll, I'll <laughs> tackle it when out. I get there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but as far as uh, just it coming out to MCCPC, it still hits a much larger audience. Like Summit, I, I assume, plays yeah. it first day and thousands of people are watching. Uh, what do you think, though, about this whole PC, you know, mouse and keyboard versus console? I know back in the day, Halo Online came up briefly, and apparently you loved it. I have an old tweet from you. Yeah, uh, Tony, yeah. if you had the tweet, you can try to throw it up. But you, you played it for a couple hours. The most fun you had in a game in years playing Halo yeah. Online. Uh, well, it- yeah. It's funny you mention uh, Halo Online because recently at this uh, Face It event, I spoke to there's an American team that came over, and there's a guy on the team called Costa, and he actually helped develop Halo Online, and he worked on it, right? Nice. So he was telling me um, about the battle rifle on Halo Online. So I thought they changed it uh, from like a, a hit scan to a projectile weapon. So he was telling me that the the decimal, uh, the numbers, the B. He was telling me that the BR was running at, at like I think it was like a number just 400, right? And then he changed the battle rifle. They changed the battle rifle to I think it was like 3,000 or 4,000. So yeah. then the, it was almost like hit scan, right? Interesting. Because they upped the value on the BR. I don't know what specific was. And then when they did that on Halo Online, you could shoot across the map and like all your shots would connect, and it it wasn't hit scan. It was still like, uh, was it a projectile like lead your shots thing? But yeah. that's what I mean, man. Like, all they did was change a few digits. Why on MCC? Why would, like, I told you about my struggle to shoot the BR across map. Why yeah. are they not, like, tuning the weapons and stuff? Like, Halo 5, like, why are they not tuning the weapons is enough? Like, if they've, right. like, fi- if they fixed the issue on Halo Online, like, they were telling me that, uh, Australians were playing the game and they were four shotting people across the, the map, man, like, on, like, 300 ping. Yeah. But, like, you can't do that on, uh, like, MCC because they're not changing, like, the core values of, yeah. of like, the weapons and, and tuning them and stuff like that. 
So, yeah, it's pretty interesting that you mentioned that, man. But I just had, like, a lot of fun more on that purely because, like, connection-wise, it was playable. Like, Halo was yeah. playable, like, no matter where in the world I am. And it was just it was just nice, you know. It, and, like, the aiming was is fluid. You know, I come from, like, the, the whole, like, heavy aim kind of crap. And then I played yeah. that. I was like, wow, it's like butter. Like, you're playing so, on a controller too. Yeah, I was playing on controller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was playing against people with mouse and keyboards, like firing them and stuff, and it was just Let's it was go. fun. Man. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and you're right. So like they can do it in this Halo Online. They change a couple digits or whatever. Like, I don't know how difficult these processes are, but they make it so that even when your your ping is crazy, you're still hitting four shots. And yep. Meanwhile, in MCC, we can't do that at all. I don't know if it's because it was a game that was originally built on a totally different engine or whatever for Xbox 360. Maybe it's I I don't. I, I think, think it's I'm a not 60 a FPS thing. I think it's 60 oh, okay. FPS that changed something. It did, did a lot to it, I think. Right. Yeah, maybe that transition as well. Um, but yeah, so really what you're looking for is just a, a game that's that's consistent uh, connection-wise, where you can, you know, all the shots that you should be hitting, you're getting, and uh, and that just kind of, you know, is fluid in that way. Because Halo Online uh, it gave you that experience, and all of a sudden it feels like fresh again. So I, I don't know. If they can make that work with reach. Uh, as far as mouse first keyboard and controller, you don't see yourself moving over to mouse and keyboard. Like you're pretty comfortable on controller. What are you gonna do there? Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a bit of a strange one because I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if it's gonna be like Call of Duty, you know, where Call of Duty's on PC, uh, but PlayStation are against. I think Call of Duty are gonna do cross platform in the next game, like Xbox to PlayStation. Um. But like PC on Call of Duty is still its own thing, yeah. so I'm not really sure how that's gonna work because, you know, if somebody's playing on keyboard and mouse, like they're just running around with a sniper rifle, no scoping everyone, right? Oh. Like, like obviously you can't take away core knowledge of the game and like being intelligent and making a good play and stuff, but like I think uh, MCC coming on PC is gonna be amazing. I think it's gonna be brilliant, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't think they can do it cross platform. And I do think that even if they did, uh, I think competitive would always still be played on the Xbox because, you know, Halo, Microsoft's baby right. kind of thing. Um, I just don't think it would be fair on the controller players, as to say, uh, yeah. if it was cross-platform. But I think, but then it's like, then it's like you're dividing a community again. Yeah. So it's, it's like a double-edged sword, man. Like, how, how do you tackle this, this kind yeah. of thing? I, I think... Um... Cross-platform play needs to be available. This is what I've been talking about with uh, on previous episodes. Is just have it on a toggle. Like if you want to play with PC players, you can yeah. if you want to, because that's the biggest thing is just giving people the option. with your friends and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So more people can play, more people get that excited about it. As far as competitive, I have no freaking idea, man. Like I think you're <laughs> right that if somebody picks up a sniper rifle, then the the skill gap between mouse and keyboard and controller can definitely become apparent with something like a sniper. Um, maybe on VR, maybe controller players can really kind of hold their own because you, you take shield damage, yeah. you get first shot in the fight, whatever it is. You you know People have good shots at the VR. Uh, but sniping, yeah, man, some crazy no-scopes that you could just pinpoint from wherever. Yeah, it's going to um, be crazy. Just point and click. It's not as easy as point and click, but you know what I mean. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, now... Kind of winding it back to face it uh, before we get into a, a quick Q&A, guys. By the way, whoever's watching, you guys have any questions for Respectful, whether it's about Halo Reach or Infinite or anything that we've been talking about so far, feel free to start dropping that in the chat. Um, but let's cover face it before we move on to that, because uh, you just came off of the event. You got second place. You were teaming up with Snipe Drone, Mose, and Hauler. Uh, tell me a bit about the prep work for this. Like, how much time did you guys prepare together? You said um, 
back in like Halo Classic, you didn't really have a team, and then you just had an entirely different team back at DreamHack, uh, and then you have this now. So is this like a, a much better transition for you? You had more practice with these guys versus um, in the past? Well, for the last Halo 3 event before Face It, I was teaming with uh, Jimbo and Flux, who obviously you saw was... And Riots, who obviously you saw was on the... Uh, you know, that they placed fourth at this recent Face It event, but... Uh, I teamed with Moses and Snipe during in Halo 5, and Moses is like a brother to me. Uh, we've, we've, we've been like the day one duo, you know, since that photo that you showed of me at the start uh, with yeah. my crazy hair. Like, I've been teaming with Moses like since way before then. I'm talking like Halo 4. Oh. We've always been together, you know, and I thought, like, this guy's my friend. We, we like, like, you know, I'm just going to go back with these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hollers, uh, we know that he was like a really good core Halo, uh, Halo 3 player. Okay. And, like, we're all really good friends with him, so I was just like, yo, like, guys, like, I'm going to join this team. I said it to my old team kind of thing. And we're just being scrimming every day, uh, especially towards the end. I just Even, like, playing matchmaking by ourselves just to keep warm. Right. Uh, we was just, just like, crazy things like that, man. Like, even playing, like, the default Halo 3 players just to, like, have fun and stuff. Like, yeah. we just sit in Discord together chilling, and I, I really do love this team, man. Like, the guys, like, the energy... And and that's the that's the best thing for me, man. Like more than the practice, more than like this, that, and the other. It's it's about getting on with your teammates. If you and your teammates like love each other, man, like you're just gonna have success. Like and I I think that's like the real thing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, when it comes to scrims, though, who do you get to scrim against? Because it's probably hard to play. Like you can't yeah. just play Tox on the regular or whatever. So so there was only two notable teams in Europe to play against, which was Aspire. And Mazer, Mazer obviously like Havoc, uh, Snakey, Flames, mm-hmm. uh, and then Aspire like Jimbo, Flux, like Two Foxy. So it would be really tough, you know. So say if there's like three notable teams, including ourselves. So one of the days, both them teams will be playing each other. So it's like, who do you even play against, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you don't even get a scrim that day, or if you do, you have to play like a team that's, you know, like maybe not like on the same level as you. And and that's why like. Like I said before, with the team house thing, when I went to Atlanta straight ripping, it's just it's just so fresh and just so good to be playing against uh, the best in the game, man. Because the only way you're gonna be the best in the game is you play against the best, man. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's like fighters and stuff. Like they're trainers, they need to be like crazy themselves, man. Absolutely. Like, it's so yeah, but that's what we've been doing, you know, just scrimming. We played in the UGC cups too. Uh, that's like it's that's really hard for us, man. Because you know it it comes to it. So we'll play against like a, a top, I don't know, like a top four American team. Mm-hmm. And if they're highest seed than us, they host three games. We host two games, right? So the majority of the time, they'll host, win, will host, win, they'll host, win, will host, win. You know, right. and exactly. it's just the way it is. Because like when you like at that point where you guys are like good as each other or almost as good as each other, like just like the connection factors. So yeah. it just depends, like who's higher seed. Like if we was, if we was like first seed, uh, like in these like UGC qualifiers, we could honestly just like BS everybody and just like win every qualifier of host alone. Because you know Mo's like my teammate. He lives in like Malta, like it's like below Italy, like just a, just above North Africa. Uh-huh. Like we could make we could make him host, and then it's just like it's just so it's just so unfair. But then it's yeah. like the, the American teams play us in the cups, and then. As soon as they see the Europeans, they'll make, like, the kid in California, the kid in Seattle, the kid in Texas host, you know, rather than the kid in New York. What, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Uh, so they'll always put like a West Coast guy on host. So uh, we've been, you know, playing in the UGC Cups when we can. I don't think we'll be playing in this latest one though because Snipe Drone's actually visiting Moe's on vacation. Like mm-hmm. he went uh, yesterday. So we're taking like a, a few days break kind of thing, but that's what we've been m- mainly doing to practice for the events. Right. So, but you are, of course, you're playing in all the UGC Cups, so you will be attending Atlantic City. That's like the next big thing for you. Right? Yeah, we should definitely be attending. Awesome. So, awesome. Fingers crossed, as long as everything goes all right, we should be. Yeah, I, I'd say as far as the European squads go, you're in the best position, though. I mean, you did an amazing job at the at the last event. Um, even just going into grand finals. Now, of course, uh, I said earlier, talks was just kind of like running over everybody uh, one at a time. When we finally got to grand finals, it wasn't quite that way, though. They had beat you in the, the winner's finals. You guys came back, and there was a lot more contention. It was a lot closer. What do you think kind of put you in that uh, that position? What do you think made it closer towards the end there? Well, I just think that we all believed we could win, right? Mm-hmm. I We all believed in each other, and we all, we all won the same thing, and we wanted to win. And, you know, it, it was frustrating because we lost Heretic 5-4, yeah, like I got an unfortunate. You started spawn. so strong too. I got an unfortunate car spawn and just got melted instantly. And then yeah. my teammates were in like a three v four scenario. And then we won the next game. And then we lost the next game. And then pit flag, man. I, I don't know if you saw it on stream or anything. I don't know if it was on stream, but we was uh, it was two two tied up on pit flag. And Hollers was running the Insane flag. Insane play that he made uh, to yeah. stop the. He, he was running the flag too, right? Yeah. Uh, and. Somebody like signed in on the account uh, that he was play- playing on before on the other Xbox. So mm-hmm. it, it come up on his screen saying like, like uh, this is like uh, this controller account what profiles on another Xbox. And then he had to like cancel it. And it took like he was like standing still while he was running the flag too. Oh no! For like five seconds. So we had the flag out and we was running it and they were dead. And obviously the controller like somebody tried to sign in on the other station. And it, it was like stood still for five, six seconds. They killed him and then got map control. And at the gym, I believe we was going to win this game too. Like it so, was, it was just frustrating. What do you do in that scenario? Like what you can't do it. You, you, can't, can't. You, you can't say anything, man, because it's just, it's all hypothetical situations. They could be like, yeah, bro, we were going to stop the flag or we could have been like, yeah, nah, we, we a hundred percent guarantee we was going to cap it. Like you can't, like, how can you like, it's say like Spartan scenario. situation with the controller too, where it just, yeah, yeah, it's like, what do you do about it? Like, I've been in, like, bad situations like that myself. I've had controllers break on me at events and stuff, and it's just, like, you, you just nothing you can do about it. It's just you, yeah. you're, unlu- you're unlucky, and it's, it sucks, but it's just the way it is sometimes, you know? Yeah. But um, you definitely kind of chipped away at them, though. You did take a couple games. The games that you didn't take were very close. So does that put you in a position where you feel confident going into Atlantic City? You guys keep practicing, and... Uh, try it out again. Later. Of course, you're going to be facing a different version of Tox. This is probably the best version of Tox you can come up against, so it might be even more yeah. difficult. Yeah, it's definitely going to be harder, man, but then yeah. we need to just be the best versions of ourselves as well. Yeah. Um, it's just a few things we need to work on, man, like like obviously the onslaught, uh, we need to get better at that. Like We was neck and neck on um, uh, Construct the whole time until we get let him get like a free overshield and rockets and then they just got away with it So we're always there in the games man, and we can win it. It's just it's just lit It's just little minuscule minute things that we just needed to work on mm-hmm. All right, well, that's uh, that was face it though So you guys managed to get through that one the next one on the horizon is Atlantic City uh, And then of course following that what we're all waiting for is Halo Infinite uh, Just before uh, we kind of close out here when it comes to Halo Infinite, are there any kind of like top three things 
you would love to see in the game? What do you think would be uh, something you'd really be looking forward to for the next title? I would want in the next game, I would want a full roadmap, a full esports related roadmap. Right. Like the next like year, every year I'd want a new roadmap for the whole year. Um, I think and like the settings need to be good off the get go, and there needs to be some sort of incentive to play. You know, Halo Three had the XP system. You you got your level fifty. Once you got your level fifty, you could get a five star general on your fifty. You could. It keeps people playing. It keeps people engaged yeah. in the game. So it's simple stuff like that, like simple stuff that we had before and that the formula was changed for whatever reason. But the roadmap is definitely a big thing as well, man, because, you know, a lot of people do this as like the livelihood. A lot of people play games for a living. And yeah, how are you supposed to know what you're going to do with your own life? Like, do you need to go out and get a job? <laughs> uh, uh, like, yeah. or are you just going to like live off like uh, salary and prize money and stuff? But how are you supposed to know when? It's taken four months to announce like one event, you know. Yeah. Like we need we like people need to know what's happening. Like they need a plan like before it all starts, man. Because like Halo's in a it's it's in a really weird it's it's like purgatory right now. It's it is. in a really weird state, man. Yeah. And um, it, it makes me sad because you know like the start of Halo Five, 2015, 2016. It's pretty uh, it, it was it was incredible, man. Like yeah. the settings wasn't the best and stuff, but right. esports related like million dollar like what was it like the first worlds was like two million dollar tournaments. Even in like EU, we had our own pro league, we had our own like private pro league tournaments. Yep. And the, the money was just like crazy, man. I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like I can't believe it. And then obviously yeah. the pri the the prize pool started dwindling. People lost interest in the game, and then. And then they wasn't coming out with Free for Free wasn't announcing like a lot of stuff, and and I know like Tashi for instance he's the hardest working guy like in the like for definite man but I don't think it's so much him but like maybe like there's other people there but they just need to kind of just get the crap together man and just it's not even it's just for everybody's sake like, honestly yeah. for theirs yeah. and like the players uh, it's just that's it man like they just need to be open and honest and. You know, respond to devs, especially the devs. Like I told you, with like weapon tuning and and changing yeah. keeping stuff fresh. Yeah, uh, that's that's it, man. Just 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 stay, just be open and honest and, and like be active, man. Be be very active. Your get your game devs should be active from from the release of the game until the release of the new game. It shouldn't just be like, oh, let's release this, uh, yeah. throw a few DLC armors and maps out, and then disappear for for three years man four years you know like yeah. stay active man because that's what you got to do to keep engaging uh with your audience yeah i i know i like those responses i think all those are, are perfect really because it's not I, th I feel like a lot of people are so fixated on oh if it has sprint or doesn't have sprint like that's going to make or break the game that's really uh -huh. not that's not the point in the end of the day it's like yeah have your esports roadmap like where, where are we gonna wh what are we expecting as far as everything in, in esports uh and you know how, how can people get involved and and uh incentivizing that people play the ranking system i think is a huge thing having a system that that will get people hooked and want to come back to it and feel rewarded for the time and energy that, that they're putting into the game and mm -hmm. yes yeah, something akin to what we saw let's say in halo 3 um, and then also competitive settings, which is paramount. Having good settings from the beginning, or at least being in like a position to very quickly switch settings and listen and take feedback and and you know give us the settings that we're looking for so that we can have the best competitive experience. And I think if they do that, and they're in a great position going forward. Um, as far as where they stand now, what do you think? Like you've got 
uh, Ninja on Mixer. You've got the trailer, which is like back to classic uh, as far as the look of it. Uh, do you think everything, like the groundwork, uh, is all set and there's a lot of potential for it? What's that? Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to like, what do you mean a stream in, in, in a platform? Or? Sorry, so I'm saying uh, basically, yeah, that was a really uh, broad question. But as far as uh, <laughs> what what they've kind of created uh, to kind of get people ready for the next game, like this this um, uh, like, do you think they're in a good position, I guess, to to really succeed in the future right now, based off of what we've seen so far? Like, we've seen the trailer, which is kind of like a yeah. good jump back, and we also have interesting things outside of that, like the partnership with Ninja and Mixer, which shows that, like, oh, maybe they'll bring Ninja into Halo, and maybe yeah. that's going to bring the audience, too. Like, do you feel like there's a lot of potential for this game if I, they uh, I do. hit the stride? I mean, I know, I know that they've completely, like, got rid of the old engine and they're building this game up from the ground up like completely fresh like halo 3 like halo 5 still had like stuff in the engine that was used in halo 1 you know um so i am looking forward to it i am very hopeful you know this game's been in development for four Way years now man <laughs> almost five years so yeah. if this isn't the greatest game ever made like i don't know what's up but i am looking forward to the future i think you know they know they know, like free like free for free even microsoft like they know themselves that if they mess this up this is their final straw like this is this is it man so they can <laughs> yeah i i know man but yeah. like i think i think they know uh yeah. so i am looking forward to it you know the trailer looked good but i just want to see some gameplay man honestly yeah. just yeah. just throw a beta out you know give some gameplay to the fans just that's yeah. what's going to keep their interest, man. We had a trailer at E3 last year. We had a trailer at E3 this year. We, how many trailers can we have? Man? You're totally right. Yeah. Like, just give me some gameplay. Give every, give the people some gameplay. Give them what they want, man. Gameplay, give us flighting, uh, stuff that we can yep. actually get our hands on, get excited about. It. I 100% agree. Um, yeah, I, I think Microsoft finally recognizes it, though. I think the, the position that the industry is in today versus where it's been in the past, I think it, there's no way to... Uh, to to not see the potential here, you know what I mean? Like when you look at Fortnite, you, Fortnite, you see Booga winning like three million dollars, and he's like 16 years old, and just hundreds of thousands of millions of people playing these games. Uh, there's a huge opportunity here, and they know it, and they better freaking capitalize and do it well. Uh, we got a couple questions for chat uh, as well, and we'll see what these guys are saying. Uh, question for respectful from uh, WCPBYRD. I don't know how to say that, but uh, welcome. Uh, how do you feel about the creative direction? Direction, I think, for Infinite uh, leaving 343 Industry. Oh, the creative director for Halo Infinite leaving 343 Industry this far into development. Have you heard of that? Apparently. No, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that. I'm not aware that's, of that either. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty crazy, man. Like that. I mean, it. What terms did he leave on, though? That's what. That, like, is, was it on bad terms? Did he just get a better like offer, a position at a different company, or was there some sort of like internal conflict? Because if there was like an internal conflict, then that definitely would be interesting. Um, well, I I can't really speak on that question because I don't know the details itself. But no, that 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 could either be something like minute, or it could be something really crazy. To yeah. Be honest. I'm looking at it right. Tim Longo, who was serving as the creative director behind Halo Infinite during production, has departed 343 Industries this past week. Uh, Do I have any info on why? Uh, he used to be part of a bigger changing of leadership within the team, but no reason was to, was given as to why it was done or why Longo was departing. Mm. We'll see if he lands somewhere else after this. 
If you had to wait for some sort of an update, uh, this yeah, happens. Him. This kind of shifting around happens all the time. It could be totally fine. Um, or, you know, maybe there was some sort of yeah, internal disagreement know. or something. Or, yeah. I, all you can do is really speculate. Um, okay. Uh, Onyx underscore JC says, how does Respectful keep his teeth so white? you got to be doing something along with the brushing. I mean, everybody says, man, like, you know, British people have got bad teeth, so every time uh, I come over to NA, I just have to prove them wrong with my smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't do uh, that. I, have an, elect- I, have, I have an electric toothbrush. You know, I brush my teeth twice a day. Uh, that's all I can say, man. Use mouthwash as well, like floss, you know. Just, hey. a, just a regular, bro. Yeah, man, flossing is one thing I don't think enough people do because I I know I think I I skip on that uh too many times sometimes. Yeah, too, I mean so. I don't I don't do it every day, but like yeah. I, I see him lying about. I'm like, you know, I'll have a floss today, like kind of thing. Yeah, well there you go, guys. Uh, electric toothbrush twice a day, <laughs> flossing. Maybe what you eat. Maybe you eat some some good foods too. Are you pretty clean with the food? Uh, lately I've been really good. Yeah. Um, I've changed up my diet a lot. Uh, the past like few months even like like the past like couple of years and stuff like i used to be like a really picky uh really fussy i yeah. didn't used to eat like vegetables and stuff like that now i'm just like upset like i'm not obsessed but like i eat a lot of veg and and i've been eating clean and stuff and nice. uh i should be starting back at the gym soon as well uh which is definitely definitely needed making some gains i'd like to see yeah, it, man 100%. I- it's happening with some of these like have you seen trippy i was talking about how he lost yeah, all this yeah. weight recently he's looking good uh, I think Snakebite went through a bit of a transformation. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tools says, uh, would you rather have one big tournament in the EU or five to six smaller tournaments, uh, like 10 to 25K throughout the year? Oh, wait, 10 to 25K through the year? Throughout the is year, that, is, is that per tournament or all the tournaments combined? No, no, I'm, I'm assuming like each tournament is like a 10 to 25K prize yeah. pool. I think uh, I'd rather I think I'd rather have a lot of mini tournaments just purely because I enjoy competing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to spend all the time just to go to one tournament. And you know, this this one tournament it might not even work out. You know, uh, it might not place as well as you want. And then what do you do then? Like you kind of right. kind of screwed sort of thing. So I definitely because I just love competing, even not because of the money. Uh, just because I love competing and the drive and stuff, I'd definitely love to, to have a lot more tournaments, smaller tournaments. Yeah, there was a big point raised about that uh, in a previous episode as well, was uh, they had this massive prize pool for the first Table 5 tournament. It was, like, unprecedented in console esports. It was, like, $2.5 million yeah, or something crazy. ridiculous, which is great. Like, it looks great. But, like, one tournament, 2.5, when, like, you could have had maybe a couple 500Ks or something or 250s, yeah. you know, uh yeah, I, I just think if they split their resources in a way that, especially they could have helped benefit the, the European side too and give them, uh, you know, more events and competition. Yeah, I didn't play. make it to that first Worlds tournament either. Oh, no. I was, I was unfortunate on qualifying, uh, which was crazy because I almost quit after not qualifying for that Worlds tournament. But, you okay. know, I thought I'm just going to keep at it. And then I got all my success after that. So I'm glad I, glad I kept going, man. Are you stuck with it? Uh, well, yeah. hopefully you keep sticking with it, man. I know you've got uh, Atlantic True. City. Do you see yourself uh, ever moving to other games? Is, is Halo kind of the, the one love for you? Uh, Halo is the one love for me, but if there was, like, another game, it was kind of like a hybrid sort of game, like FPS, like, the, uh, like Halo. 
Splitgate is like, some people are talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed playing Splitgate. I really did, man. Oh, yeah. But I feel I feel like Splitgate at the highest highest level of competitive play. I feel like there'll be like setups that you won't be able to physically break. I feel like it'll get to the point where people are so good that they'll have like the parts on these certain positions watching these angles that you can't physically break their angles okay. because it, you know what I mean because it's so it's just I think that's what's going to happen like it'll be impossible to actually like break a setup like if that game right. goes on for like so long because people will like learn everything about it yeah. um that's which true. is why developers need to keep it fresh like we're saying yeah uh, yeah but like I was I did want to play Destiny like Destiny One I thought it was going to be a big competitive crazy game because that was obviously when um before MCC came out and MCC was just like loaded garbage when it first released and so, <laughs> yeah so I, I was I was really hopeful for Destiny man but it yeah. it didn't it didn't turn out to what it what it should have been you know Agreed. um well I had potential for that game but it, but you know if if like a Shadow Run have you played Shadow Run I I haven't I've heard of it though. You should look at that game because that game is crazy. If a game like Shadowrun or an, like an FPS uh, or a third-person shooter sort of game comes out, like strategy-based, uh, like learning-based game, um, Tony says yes, Shadowrun. Yeah, really that's Shadowrun. Shadowrun was before its time. Um, it was on the Xbox original. 360. Oh, it was on the 360. Okay. Yeah, it was it? way way before its time. That game. Okay. Um, so if, if 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 a game like that came out again and Halo was kind of still in this like Limbus hiatus sort of yeah mode, I'd definitely like uh, broaden my horizons, man. You want it to be arena specifically, right? Because like I, I assume, what did you think of Apex? Like the reason you might not be playing that is it the arena aspect, or is you don't like the uh, uh, I, battle royale? I don't know. Like I just get bored on battle royale games, man. Yeah. Like like I like. What I've noticed about Battle Royale games is a lot of the time you just kind of, especially like PUBG, half of the game you just spend looting farming and, like, and, stuff. and like yeah, yeah. and just running around, just picking up items and farming and and yeah. playing the circle. And there's not a lot of head-to-head confrontation. It's like Fortnite now. It, it that game takes so much skill at like yes. the highest level to be able to build and stuff. But it's just people building like four by four boxes like if you've seen like the end games of like professional fortnite oh, it's ridiculous uh, it? it's just it's just people building crazy stuff on the floor crazy things yeah uh, in the circle like there'll so be like a tiny direct fights it'll be like a tiny circle right like i'm talking like tiny circle left and it'll be yeah. like 60 60 70 people alive in this circle and you'd be like yeah. what on earth <laughs> so i like personally i don't enjoy battle royale games but i feel like if they did bring it to halo that halo would suit a battle royale like for sure, work. man. Because yeah. just like this, the, the the shield like regens and like the weapons. I think Halo would probably be. I just got a bias, but I feel like 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 in its car, it would probably be the best battle royale game. I think it could be pretty amazing in battle yeah. royale. I I can't see them not taking cues from battle royale and, and incorporating it as some sort of Halo specific mode, like uh, they give yeah, it a Halo oh. spin. Yeah. Uh, last question before we go here. Uh, Matty Rum says, respectful and Moe's 1v1, who wins? I mean, of course it's me, bro. Like, it's not even close. Like, Moe's is a- a- any Halo, man. Any Halo. Come any on. Halo. On LAN, you know, online, his host, my host, bro. <laughs> Just, you got you to put your money on me, man. Just believe that. I like the confidence. You, you got to have it, man. This is, it can't be any other way. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's that's everything. Thank you so much for joining me. I know I said until like 6.30 CT, we went a lot. No, that's fine. Um, I, I had a ton that. of fun chatting, though, dude. Yeah. 
You too, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem, dude. Uh, so I guess next up, you got Atlantic City. I'll see you there, and yeah. uh, and I'll be rooting for you, man. As well. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'll see you there. Uh, but yeah, until then, I guess good luck on the grind. You've got Halo Reach coming up. We've got Infinite, so I'm expecting big things from you. You said Halo is the the one love, so hopefully you're not going anywhere. We got some more coming from you uh, in the future. For real, man. I appreciate it, man. I hope you take care of yourself. And thanks for having me once again. No problem. Have a nice day. You, you too. Yeah. All right, guys, that ends our show today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. I know a lot of you guys were waiting around for our grassroots skin giveaway. So let's first announce that exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. We have one winner who's going to win the BR skin and nameplate. I'm going to find out who it is uh, in my Discord. Just one second, guys. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tools gets it. Garrett, there you go. Congratulations. Uh, you win your BR skin and nameplate. Uh, that is our, our grassroots giveaway for the night, guys. If you didn't get uh, a win on that, you can always tune in next week. We'll be giving away another skin every single week. But we also have another special giveaway announcement as well, and this is about the hotel sweepstakes. We have our winner for two hotel rooms. His entire hotel expenses paid for the event. Who is it, Tony? Who do we got? There he is, uh, Jacob Banda. So Jacob Banda purchased a team pass, everybody under his team pass. So I guess Jacob has the uh, the free reign to do what he likes with that. But he gets two hotel rooms for a nice stay over in Atlantic City, uh, which is pretty exciting. we got this event coming up September 6th to 8th, so only a couple weeks from now we're all going to be enjoying Halo uh, at UGC Halo Classic 2. So congratulations. Enjoy your hotel sweepstakes. we got one more qualifier coming up very soon as well, so you guys can see that last qualifier, and then we're jumping into the event, the next big event, Halo Classic 2. That's going to close the, the show for today. I can't find the words. we got merch one more time before we head out. Let's check out the merch here. You've got your T-shirts, sweaters, anything you buy here not only supports the show, it supports me as well, and I would highly appreciate that. And now I will get out of here. Remember, guys, if you miss this, you can tune in on YouTube. It'll go up on YouTube. You can watch the past broadcast. You can listen to it on Spotify, on iTunes. It's everywhere. Hopefully you guys can check those out, and I'll see you again next week.